Hey guys, this is the Reboot Podcast. I'm Ricky Buller. I'm joined by my cousin, Joth Buller. Say what's up. What's up, guys? And, uh, you know, this is our first show. This is the inaugural, <laughs> inaugural show. Joth, is that the right word for it? I don't mm. even know. I guess, well, this is your, your second wave after the, the Cogpaws days, 10 years ago almost. Uh, yeah, I had, I had a different podcast. 10 years ago, I had a really shitty podcast. And, you know, technology is a lot cheaper now. And, you know, I decided to bring it back. So we're calling it the reboot. And, you know, I, I, th- I think about the reboot as, you know, rebooting your week, rebooting the, you know, the, the news that makes no sense, but it feels good. Does mm-hmm. that feel good, Joe? It feels good to me. Like, we're just a, another couple people in L.A. with a podcast now. I mean... But we, the, do, we do it different. I, I feel like every house has their own podcast. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, uh, the new, like a new hobby people have, right? People draw, people have podcasts. They just want to hear themselves talk, right? We all think we're funny. I think especially our group chat, our family group chat is coming to life right now. I don't think you're funny, Joe. I okay. don't think you're funny at all. But anyways, um, on this podcast, uh, we want to talk about tech, sports, pop culture, basically a grab bag. It's going to kind of depend on the, the guests that I have on. Today, my cousin and uh, is on, and he obviously, uh, you know, it's not obvious, but he likes the NBA. So we're going to talk about the NBA. We're both a big uh, music fan, so we want to talk about Kanye a little bit. We might talk about uh, the Disney and Fox merger, and uh, maybe the upcoming NFL season. So, Joe, you're you're a law student at Berkeley. You want to tell uh, tell the audience about yourself? I think that one sentence that's pretty much all I am. Uh, this is all <laughs> you are in, in your life? Yeah, that's uh, that's all I exist as. But so I'm I'm in LA, <laughs> I'm in LA for the summer doing an internship at the at the Screen Actors Guild. So I live a couple miles away from Ricky now, um, but we lived together since '99 our whole lives literally lived up the stairs um so being close to each other is is that sounds pretty creepy you lived up the stairs yeah i was i was like i was living in the the basement basically right and i used to sneak up (laughs) kidding we we have like a unique house where we're like identical houses on top of each other and ricky used to call a duplex it's called a duplex it's a but it's a house though and ricky used to make me and my other cousins fight and he used to take green slips and pink slips from from our elementary school i don't know how we got a like a hold of those if you if you made a good punch against your other cousin, you got a green slip. This is not what happened. You're is, just making shit up no, right now. What the is, fuck? This is pure facts, okay? And if you had a bad punch or kick, you get a pink slip. And then whoever loses, they get to be run over by Ricky. You sit on the couch and he runs you over. <laughs> what? Time, no, one, this so, is so fabricated. So, so I don't fuck? know why I went down this rabbit hole, but I just wanted to give you a little intro of who we yeah, are. Yeah, we're just violent. We had a fight club, basically, with our, when we were children. Like, you started from our older cousins. They used to, you know, pick on us, you know, slam, choke slam us, uh, power bomb us into the floor. So we're kind of violent. And, you know, our family is really loud. We fight each other. You know, we just, we're always yelling. People are always asking, like, if we're fighting. We're just like, no, we're just really into this conversation. No, so this is Pictionary. It means war. <laughs> yeah, Pictionary. We don't even, Let's not even talk about that. There's some games we can't play anymore. Uh, anyways, uh you're you're a law student and you're in LA for what you're for internship right so just talk about your experience so far sure yeah so I'm I'm at the Screen Actors Guild so I'm doing kind of entertainment law issues so what the Screen Actors Guild does basically is actors will file a claim with the union um, whether like if they didn't get paid or something that the studio did like for example we have cases for HBO and NBC and things like that um, where like a background actor didn't get any money um, so basically that's, that's the extent of what I do. And I'm hoping after graduation, I can go into the, I'm actually more interested in the sports side of things, but entertainment is kind of a step into it. Um, 
and LA is 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 pretty much the epicenter of all these activities. All the agencies, the big law firms, they're all out here. So this is kind of my summer to explore and network and meet people. Um, so that that that's where I'm at. I'm hoping I can get into one of the sports agencies after graduation and work in basketball representation. Yeah, so you basically want to be like Ari Gold, or mm-hmm. who's a who's a, who's Lee Steinberg? You were talking about Lee Steinberg earlier. That's one of your heroes, I guess. Well, I don't know if it's one of my heroes, but Lee Steinberg is the guy they made the movie Jerry Maguire about, and he. You went, haven't even seen that movie. How how's your hero? I don't get it. Well, sometimes you just make up heroes, and you, yeah. <laughs> you uh, put them on a pedestal in your head. But actually, Lee Steinberg, he got pushed out of the agent business because he became an alcoholic. So, so you, I mean, I, I mean, so, aren't they all alcoholics and doing coke? I, I mean, I've seen Entourage. And if you watch Ballers too, so you know The Rock. That's that's part of the game. It's but, part of the game. It's yeah. part of the game. But anyways, uh, you know, you're in LA. You're young. Yeah, I guess you're handsome. I don't know. People someone might say that. People, someone might. Someone might say that. I would so, say that. Well, like, what do you do here? Like, what's your typical like? You know, work week. Like, what do you do at work, right? And then you know, what do you do for fun? Obviously, you you love basketball, so. Let's talk about what you do at work. I want to hear some like screen actor guild stuff. Wow, some insights inside. Uh, what's it called inside baseball? Let's talk about that. Wow, inside baseball. Okay, so actually yeah. tomorrow I'm going to Universal Studios to do a case because we have a case against uh, NBC Universal, and so I think I didn't know before I started this work that like a lot of these studios they just won't pay certain actors or they'll kind of try to screw them on the contract term. So that's like the inside baseball is a lot of what the union does is dealing with residuals payments and especially with new media Netflix and Amazon video and all these all these issues that are coming up the studios haven't really built mechanisms to pay out on these issues so like this as a union we have to kind of go after these studios and do um, kind of follow up on those payments um, but as far as fun I feel like this summer is less about my work. Like, like the night before, I'll plan what I'm going to do after work, and I don't really, even really think about what I'm going to do at work. Because, <laughs> like, at the yeah, at hopefully a, your boss doesn't listen to it. Hopefully this. they never listen to it, and by that time, I'll hopefully I'll be gone. But like at five, we'll hopefully at, be gone. <laughs> everybody at a union they clock out at five, and they'll get pissed at you if you even stay like five oh two. They're like, "What the hell are you doing? This is a union." Um, so after work, pretty much is like exploring a different part of LA. Like you know, you've been here for a while, so it's like different little pockets. Uh, I'm in Culver City right now, which is that area is pretty boring. It's like mostly grass too. What I what I tell you, Joe, I told you that place is a parking lot. No, but you know what it is though. It's like close to everything. So I'm like five miles from Santa Monica, five miles from UCLA, from my job. So I'm always running around. Um, I had like the best tacos in the world out here. I don't know in the Bay we never put pineapples on tacos. I don't know. That's the thing out here. I I don't think anyone puts pineapples on tacos, but I did. Yeah, it was pretty good. Shout out Leo's Tacos. Oh, you had that again. How many times have you had that? I had that like five times. But another place, if you're listening, El Primo's Tacos in Venice. Do you own that place? Do you have a, do you have a share in that place? Why no, are you telling the thing people is, there? The guy, the guy talks to you like you have a share. He's like, hey, Vato, your tacos are ready. <laughs> and so I feel like I'm part hey, of... Hey, puto, <laughs> get your fucking tacos. <laughs> Pincha, ve. Pincha, ve. Grab your tacos, ve. Plata o plomo. Yeah, anyways. Es, uh, uh, es, Escobar. What, what, like, you know, LA is re- really big and... You you never really you never you know when you come to L A you go to Disneyland. Hmm. Some of our cousins lived here, so you know we just go li- stay with them. And kind of you don't see anything in L A really, right? Have you been to any of the museums or anything like that? Or that's yeah. that's the thing that's funny. Like you said, when we came as kids, every single time we came, we did something touristy. Like we go to Universal Studios, go to Disneyland. You kind of do the beaches, but be, living in L A and being close. You to You said you kind of do the BJs. Oh no, that was a Freudian slip. Uh, we kind of do the the beach trips. I meant 
Um, but now, like, going into K-Town at night or going into the bars in West Hollywood or going to Venice for the night, then you get to really experience what LA is about. And even though it's so spread out, um, that that kind of makes it nice because every day you have a different vibe, different energy. And especially, like, grow- like, what you talked about, we're interested in basketball and hip-hop and all these things. This is this is the center of all of it. It seems like so. This this is the best place to live, honestly. I I don't know. I I mean, I went to uh, New York. You know, the grass is always greener, and like New York feels like man, you can just do at any time of the like day or night, you can just find something to do. Here, you know, kind of stuff like ends at like ten o'clock. You know what mm. I mean? But you're right. Like you know, it was my birthday. Like the last my last birthday, I was like, you know, I should just do something. I was kind of like uh alone or whatever i just found a concert it was just like wednesday and like you don't really get that in like you know living in smaller cities or whatever right it's like it just you get spoiled when yeah. you live somewhere like this you know if I mean? you're living in san jose you go to san pedro you go to santana row and there might be a concert at sap if you're lucky yeah i but, mean you raise kids at those type of places but um yeah anyways so you have one on the way right did you tell them about yeah that? yeah I have, I, have, I have 14 kids and uh you, haven't paid, one a, on you the way. haven't paid a dime of child support yeah i'm going to prison after this episode actually that's okay i'll, I'll carry the torch but uh you know like one thing i'm really jealous of is uh you going to drew league and this is a mm. thing that uh happens every summer like former nba players there's current nba players uh there's you know former college players that come and play tell people about the drew league what is that so I so I went to the Drew League yesterday actually. So that's exactly like you said. Basically, it's a pro am in Compton, um, and so a lot of the best players in the country, I feel like, and best players in the NBA were born and raised in LA or some suburb. Like, so example, yesterday Stanley Johnson came out. He went to Modern Day High School in Santa Ana, like about thirty minutes north. Um, so he came out. Demar Derozan is born and raised in Compton. He came. Did you out get to talk to any of these people or no? Um, it's it's weird because like so Andre Drummond came yesterday. He came and he walked like. At a very brisk pace, past the bench, past everybody, got changed, put his uniform on, bounced. So I think some of them, they don't really want to talk to people. They're kind of just there to hang out and be in L.A. Um, but people like DeMar, he stays and talks to everyone because I guess he probably feels a kinship with the city. Um, he's born and raised out there. And so the Drew League is really cool because you start to see the same old faces everywhere in L.A. basketball. Like I went to the Fairfax Summer Classic two weeks ago, um, which is all the best high school players basically in the region came out there so there's a there's a high school called sierra canyon um that's where lebron's son is gonna play that's where scotty pippen's son plays that's where kenyon martin jr plays so i was at that game and then scotty pippen kenyon martin walk into the gym and they're just chilling there like normal fans well, is this preseason it's not this is summer, right summer high school summer league championships basically oh okay yeah so nowadays adidas throws tournaments nike throws this is a nike tournament and so some of the same faces I met on the sidelines there, and I just introduced myself. I see them at the Drew League. I see them in Vegas at Summer League. And so I'm starting to find, like, basketball is a very small world on the business side. Like, we're, like we're all fans, and we look at the statistics and argue about the stats. But I think this is the part that's really cool to me is meeting the GMs and the coaches and the scouts. Um, and everybody's kind of intertwined. That's, that's been fun. Yeah, the crazy thing about uh, basketball now is, like, you know, like – you had to go to college before to really kind of you know refine your game or whatever but now you see these like high school kids i mean obviously you have to go to high college for a year now i uh, still but like people come out they have you know nba bodies they're ready to go they already have good coaching i mean people shit on like aau and stuff but these kids are playing all around you know all year round whatever and they come in just like ready to go and that's like it fucking blows my mind like high school 
basketball is almost like a minor league almost in my mind is mm-hmm. that crazy or is that true I'm, or no i'm glad you brought this up because i was talking to someone about this the other day they talked about how kids are almost playing too much basketball in high school yeah. so you play like six games in aau so you kind of lost the lost like the desire to care about the outcome of a game you lose a game you play four more that that day and so i think some they don't people, care about this like state championships and stuff like that or state no? championships i think they care about au is more to like show out in front of the scouts and it's kind of selfish basketball i think yeah and i think the other issue that is kind of in the background here is the ncaa um doesn't pay players right so if you're a high school player your market and your chance to profit uh is is kind of like it's very limited because you you still want to play in college and you still want to be eligible. Um, I think of I think it looks like Adam Silver is going to lift that one year rule pretty soon. He keeps indicating that in the medium that they're going to get rid of that one year requirement and open it back up to high schoolers, which I think is the right thing to do. Um, like people like Zion Williamson, right? He's he's going to go to Duke and he's going to be they have number one, number two, and number three in the country all going to Duke. Um, and if you just think about how is he going to really get developed there? How is he going to be the focal point to work on his game? He's going to play for like 20 games. Like, you know, Kyrie played like 11 games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. did, he, did he really even need to develop there? Yeah. Like, Kyrie's a perfect example of what would happen if there was no one-year rule, right? Kyrie would come straight out of high school. He'd be developed. Um, and I think the biggest, the easiest fix for the NCAA, the, I think the argument from them to not pay players is that we want to keep people amateurs. And number two, how do we distribute the pay like if you let's say you're an alabama football player how do you know the guy at the bottom of the roster they're gonna say we can't pay him the same amount as a top guy whatever so i say allow all players to profit off their likeness and that way they can go out and sell jerseys that way they can go out and make endorsement deals no this is dumb which is let them go to let them go pro the ones that need to go pro and then let them still be eligible that's the only way to do it like um Mm -hmm. let them basically uh sign an agent have a waiver you know what I mean? Like that's really the only like fair way to do that. Because you know? in, in baseball, they're allowed to come out of high school and hire an agent, and if they don't get drafted, what's his face from? Uh, he went to Oklahoma. He got signed by he got uh, drafted by the A's. They signed to signed him to like a four million dollar uh, guaranteed contract. Uh, what's his name? Tyler. Mm, I don't even know, oh, but in, God, but that's what I'm talking. About. In baseball, the rule is basically Oklahoma. You can hire an agent coming out of high school. If you don't get drafted or you want to drop out, you can still play. But in that guy signed a contract. How did he sign a contract and he's still eligible to play in Oklahoma? No, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Baker the, the, ba- gone. the baseball rule is so good because you can you can you can enter the draft from high school and hire an agent. Yeah. And then you can even sign a contract and then pull back and still maintain your eligibility. But no, but he's playing uh, college football. Ooh, that's I don't know what the dynamics are between the sports, but yeah, he signed, I, I would he like si- if, he signed a four million dollar guaranteed contract, and wow. they let the A's are like, okay, if you want to play, because this is gonna be his last year to basically play. Like uh, he he was behind Baker Mayfield, right? So yeah. they're just like, yeah, you can go play. But I, I, I don't understand how that works. I think there's a rule between the Maybe sports. Maybe I don't know all the details. But. I think you you can maintain eligibility in one sport. Yeah. Um. Because I think we I t- so one of the classes I took at at Berkeley was got by this guy named Greg Genski. Um, he, he runs a sports agency out in Newport Beach. He represented Jameis Winston, and he actually recruited him as a baseball player. And then Jameis was a, like a big-time The agent? The agent? The agent recruited Winston as a baseball player, yeah. and then Winston kind of pulled back on that. He was playing at Florida State in both sports, and he maintained his eligibility. Man, Winston. Yeah, just talking Winston about Jameis Winston. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's so much talent, but uh, he's reminding me of Jamarcus. Just, I, mean, t- I mean, he has the same build and stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. Those is, I don't know. These people are just like so talented, and they kind of ride on that. And 
I don't know. They just don't improve or something. I don't know what's what's up I with think that. So much of it is the the mentality too. Like we just watched Boys in the Hood right now, and so you can think about if you came out of a, a lot of these players are coming from impoverished backgrounds. But Jameis is Jameis not coming out of that place. He's like in Florida. He's highly recruited. Probably just been like training his whole fucking life. Some people are just like training their whole life, like Spartans. Mm. This guy's probably training. They identified him like when he was like seven years old. But even then, you can't get rid of who your friends were growing up. And there's probably every, all these people looking at him to be the money source. Yeah, you gotta bring, right? you gotta bring the, you gotta bring the, you gotta the whole, bring the whole, you gotta bring the whole hood up, yeah. right? You know, I've heard about these some of these players. They have like 50 people on the payroll and stuff. You remember the Vince like, Young you stories? Doing? He used to go to Cheesecake Factory and do, run up a bill of like fifty thousand. Who the fuck goes to Cheesecake Factory and spends fifty thousand dollars? Hey, he wanted to 50, get that, that orange chicken. What yeah, are you he, getting from Cheesecake? Are there bottles there? I think he must have got the most expensive bottles. He got three rounds of orange chicken because that gets expensive. Three rounds? What three. is a round though? <laughs> three plates. Um, three plates. Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm trying to think. What would I order at Cheesecake? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna yeah. get some bottles. You're getting some uh, orange chicken. I don't even know if they have orange chicken, but. And what's the deal with everybody wants what's to the throw, deal with throw airline food? Everybody wants to throw money in the club too, like Matt, oh, they, Matt, no, Matt like Harden. Like oh, this is a funny thing. Like I saw Harden was at um, some strip club or something. Like there's some video or Sounds some like picture, him. and he actually had like they had like a billboard. Like they had like a, a banner with his face on it. Like he spent so much money at this strip club. Like they have his face like in the rafters. Like it's someone. Yeah, I was Amina Kimes. Kimes. She's mm. like, he spent so much money at this strip club. He has names in the rafters. Like Matt Barnes. Te- Matt Barnes tells a story when he was, a, I think, a rookie, and he's, I think, he was playing with Iverson, or he was hanging out with Iverson at the club. Iverson is throwing dollars out, and Matt Barnes is scooping them up and putting them in his oh pocket. Oh my god! He's like, I don't know what these guys are, and I agree. Like, I don't know what you're doing if you're just. You know, you heard about uh, Iverson's uh, manager, right? Like he yep. withheld like David four, Falk. four million. How, how much was the job? Uh, I think it was twenty million reserve or something. Twenty million, something huge. So David Falk. How do you not notice twenty million gone? Because that's like you basically lose half your paycheck to like taxes and agent fees. Like yeah. how do you not notice twenty million? So the guy who who was Iverson's agent was David Falk, who was also Michael Jordan's agent, who got Nike to start Jumpman, and then Jumpman, Jumpman. I think he represented Patrick Ewing, um, and he represented Iverson and did the deal with Reebok. And he basically mm. basically said we're going to keep this money in reserve until Iverson's fifty. But did he not know that? He didn't know that. I, I don't know if Iverson knew or not, but kudos to David Falk for doing 50? that. Because he's even get to fifty until he's age. See those do rags? That's like cutting circulation off, he, bro. Now that we're talking about Iverson because I'm, I'm thinking of one of our cousins, Bicky. That's his his, his favorite player. Uh, Bicky, Bicky, come on. And yeah, I guess he's Bicky. If you listen to this, I remember his, Bicky's birthday. He used to have his jerseys on the wall. But like, Iverson kind of because I think I was like six or seven. Did he have one of those fat heads? Those fat heads are ridiculous. You can't have another man. Like a picture of a man on your wall. And it was wall. like a real size. I mean, I mean, I guess you could have a picture of a man on the wall if that's your thing. Yeah. But God bless on. you. We're in West Hollywood. <laughs> hey, we don't talk about that. But um, anyways, uh, so, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, I really hope you can become a sports agent so I can get free tickets to shit. That's, that's really kind like of my that's own, why that's I'm my aim. Too. That's the goal. I mean. Now that's the goal. No one knows what we're talking about. Uh, Anyways, we have a few more. We have some other topics that we can keep talking about basketball. I can just keep talking about myself if you if you need me to. Uh, or we can move on. What else do you have to say about yourself? I'm okay with that. Um, put yourself I, on the spot. You I put myself do. on the spot. I wasn't prepared for it. I thought you were gonna just joke it off and move on. All right, we'll come back to basketball later. But you know, that's a lot. That's a lot of basketball. So, uh, one thing I really want to talk about is the the Disney Fox merger. Okay. Um, you know, obviously Disney was making a play for Fox, their movie studios and, uh, a way to make the, you know, the regulators not care is, uh, or like let, let this deal go through is basically the Fox agreed to kind of split off, uh, their broadcast channel, Fox, you know, 
Fox Channel, uh, Fox News, Fox Sports and stuff. So because, you know, Disney owns ESPN and stuff and ABC. So um, you wouldn't have that uh, basically horizontal merger. But Disney's going to get Fox's studios. Um, What else are they going to get? Uh, they basically get their studios Access to and Hulu I, too, right? Yeah, they're gonna get uh, Fox's Hulu stake. So, this is a pretty big deal because I'm an X Men fan, and you know Disney obviously owns Marvel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is kind of the funniest thing about it. Like, uh, so F- Comcast swooped in. They're like, okay, we, we put a, another competing bid into this. We're gonna give you like eighty, sixty or eighty, uh, seventy billion dollars in cash. Disney's offers offer was like. 20 billion dollars less and Mm -hmm. the internet was outraged right because (laughs) and ricky was outraged i was outraged too because he's like i need x-men with disney because yeah fox owns x-men and you're like man comcast if you fuck this up Mm -hmm. i I mean who the fuck likes comcast regardless but man uh, disney is like building a super team over there's yeah, it's like the Warriors, but like you know, it's, some people are like, okay, we have to talk about the Warriors later too. <laughs> no, but some people are like, okay, uh, should Disney really own all pop culture, right? But I'm just saying, like, just just give them X Men so we can see that uh, mm-hmm. that what what is that that Forever? Uh, damn, I don't even know what that is. Forever War. What's that t- timeline with Madame Web? Um, we have to call it man, people, something like this. Man, people are going to be pissed at me. I can look it up. But anyways. Yeah, roasted in the comments. You know, X-Men, like Wolverine, all that stuff, they're like really vital to uh, the Avengers. And mm. I just need to see that in my life. I just want like a, like the end of the Avengers movie. I want to see, like, you know, I just want to see Hugh Jackman just like appearing out of nowhere. You know they're going to bring back Hugh Jackman. They're yeah. going to give him $100 million. If, if you're giving Robert Downey Jr. $100 million per Avengers movie, basically, um, you're gonna bring back. You think Hugh Jackman? I think you have to bring. He's just so charming and charismatic. And yeah. I think when we think of superhero movies, the first one I remember watching, caring about, was Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Yeah. And then after that, I think Iron Man, Robert Downey. No, Jr. I think Fox. I think uh, X Men came out before that. But you, but, you didn't watch that first. Though. See, I, I didn't watch it too. But I think Iron Man brought in like the the comedic aspect that has yeah. become like ubiquitous in the they were Marvel funny. universe. X Men was funny, and Spider Man was funny. See, I don't have a bit. soft spot for X Men. Because we talked about this earlier. You did not watch X-Men in the theaters? I watched that shit. I probably watched it with out. you once, but I didn't... You didn't watch any of them? My, heart, is, my heart isn't in You've it. seen them all, right? I think so. Okay, I, yeah. And then I saw like the shitty one directed by Brett Ratner. Everyone's seen the shitty No, but there's two shitty... There's an apocalypse. And Brett too. Ratner betrayed us, because that's the same guy who directed Rush Hour But he did Rush two. Hour 3 also, so I was already kind of... Uh, no, off the, And then now he's a kind of like... He masturbates in front of... Like, he was like... Oh, uh, he was in the... <laughs> accused of masturbating in front of all these actresses and shit. I thought that was so. Louis C.K. It was Louis also, C. K. It was did also that Brett Ratner. Too. It was Brett Ratner. Um, and if Louis you had to C. tell K. me what Louis C.K. did, I would assume it's exactly Louis C.K. How he uh, it. masturbated in front of like a, a, a few different female comedians, I think, and then uh, Brett Ratner like uh, masturbated in front of a few different actresses. Uh, one of them was a uh, uh, who's Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. Olivia uh, last, No. Oh. Um, she was in Attack of the Show. She was in. Um, Whatever. Either way, Brett Radner's a weirdo. So we yeah. disregard Fuck, that. He X-Men. fucked up because he said he was going to come out with Rush Hour 4. Well, let's save that. Let's save that conversation for later. Oh, but we could talk about Rush Hour. Yeah, no, we're, talk- we're saving that for the end. But anyways, uh, X-Men, good to go. Give Hugh Jackman. Give him, you know. See, legally. Back that, back that Brinks truck up for him. You know what I mean? Cash him, him out. Give him that bag. Cash Give him, him that bag, boy. man. Give him, like, <laughs> Hugh I mean, Jackman's in his bag this year. I mean, how much do you think he's worth? 
I don't know. I don't know how it's you. Worth probably a couple I, hundred, I don't know. Like hundred million dollars, two hundred million dollars. It's crucial to have him as Wolverine. I agree with that. Like you if know, you, pull, you know, I also want to see a small Wolverine. I want to see a Wolverine in like a yellow um, leotard, <laughs> right? Like the old school comics. Yeah, yeah. But, but I like mean, legally, take, there should be a lot of antitrust issues with this merger. But it seems like they're turning a blind eye because I guess they like X Men too. They want Disney well, to have you it. You know who's in the White House? So I mean, yeah. he, you know, it's funny. Who's like, in the White House? I don't know. <laughs> it's funny that like, he's so against forty five. He's so against AT and T buying uh, Time Warner because he hates CNN. But no, oh, whatever, fuck it. Uh, well, because Rupert Mur- Murdoch's his boy, so he's he's cool with uh But man, um, all these companies, there's only a few companies that can just own all this shit. AT and T just bought Time Warner. Comcast owns like yeah. Universal, NBC, all that bullshit. Think about Disney's Disney. streaming service. So if they take over a lot of Hulu, they'll have ESPN Plus and ESPN Thirty for Thirties. They'll have. Marvel They're starting their own uh, streaming service, actually, separate, right. and it's going to be a superpower because you have they have they corner the circle on the kids' movies, which is huge for the. They own Star Wars. They own they Star own Wars, Marvel, Marvel, sports, yeah, and ESPN is doing their ESPN Plus thing with like, exclusive content. You know, it's eventually. You know, I just I have so many. Okay, let me think about the streaming services I uh, pay for. Oh God, I pay for DirecTV now. Okay, so that's like what is that? Thirty-five bucks. That's my like. Um, it's like basically like a uh, DirecTV, but over the internet. Okay. Right, so I get my channels from there. I got um, HBO with that, so it's five dollars. So that's four dollars. Um, I guess Stars also. Uh, so that's forty-five dollars. I got Showtime, fifty dollars. I got Hulu, the sixty dollars. Uh, what so else? Much for cord cutting, right? It's I like got Funimation now. That's seventy dollars. Uh, I probably was Funimation. No, that's like a anime, like Dragon Ball Z and all that bullshit. So, anyways, oh let's, let's add like a couple more uh, bundles on top of that that I don't even know, like Audible and some bullshit. Well, I like can't that. even talk to you because I paid twenty nine ninety nine for LinkedIn Premium. Why, why I, do you do that? I'm just like practicing my sliding in the DM skills. Yeah, I've mastered the art of it. I have this little cover letter I just shoot to everyone. You just spam I'm, people. You're spamming the recruiters because not recruiters even recru- spam me. So not it's kind even, of a... no, not even recruiters. I go straight to the top. I'll email the Does CEO. Does anyone respond to that? Some people. I had, so I had coffee on Monday with some guy who has like his own sports law firm. He's representing a bunch of football players. Um, and the way I got that, I just emailed him and said, "Hey, I really like your work. I'd love to have coffee." Blah blah. And he came to my office and he had oh, coffee with me. Like, how desperate so, are these people? I don't know. I'm, so basically, oh wait, he's an agent. What is this guy? He, he, Go from the back. He's Go from a, the starting. He's a back. sports lawyer. He started his own firm. Um, I won't drop his name, um, but basically, he represents NFL players in their legal matters. So he's not their agent because the agent's job is to like procure employment and sponsorships. But he'll deal with their housing issues or their contract issues, things like that. The bitch work. But I think the reason he wants to kind of he he wants to network is because he's kind of like a solo practitioner right mm. now. So he just wants to build his brand. Who's his? Do you, does he have big clients? You don't have to name drop them, but um, um, is he legit? He I think he helped with Allen Iverson's contracts. He does a bunch. That was like his basketball side, but he does a bunch of players on the Eagles, like a lot of the defensive linemen. Um, forgetting the name, but big like starters and stuff like that. So um, I think. A lot of the people in sports are—they're just trying to get their name out there, get their brand out there. So I don't think they know that I have no—I have no pull. So I, I can't. So help he myself. actually thinks that you have influence. Is he, that must, what you're... he must have thought I was big time. I have like a nice suit in my profile picture. He's like, this guy's. I let me go talk to this guy. So LinkedIn premium. You can't see your fucking resume. Are you lying on your resume? What the fuck? Some people on? just don't read it. They don't read so. it. Anyways, uh, we're gonna take a short break. We'll be right back after this. Okay, we're back after halftime. We added a guest, Jots 
brother, breathball bowler. Give him a round of applause. Yak, 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 yak. <laughs> All right, hopefully I didn't blow anyone's ears out with that. But Brithball is younger than us. I mean, Joe's younger than me also. But we brought him in to get another perspective, a different perspective, if you'd say, right? Does he have another perspective for Joe, or do you think he has no perspective at all? I think he has a fascinating perspective. Let's see what Gen Z got to say okay. about the world. I have one question to start this off with. You know, Snapchat had this redesign, right? And I'm an old, I feel like I'm getting older now, but I love Snapchat. I love it. But my, you know, my view count went from like my stories went down from like 30 or 40 to like 20, right? You guys probably going 80, 100. You got uh, no juice. I got no juice. I got no juice. But it, it still dropped like, you know, 30, 40%. But then I see all these people are like, oh, Instagram is, is the new thing or whatever. And Instagram just seems so lame to me. It just seems like. The platform for it just seems like Facebook. It just seems like the platform for like old people, but it seems like a lot of young people are on that. What, what's your perspective on that, football? Uh, personally, I understand the addiction to Snapchat. I feel like social media is a way for people to create platforms to create these. I don't care about your fucking like, overall opinion about social media, Brit Paul. I want Snapchat what's a Snapchat general, versus I, yeah, Snapchat, Snapchat versus Instagram. In general, I feel like Snap. It, it, both of these uh, uh, social media platforms create like instant gratification for. First of all, hey, your brother's people. laughing at you right now. <laughs> I want you. I want to get you. I want you to get it's to like that a, jokes. Okay. Snapchat versus Instagram. Just tell us which one's better. What do the young folks like? What do we do on these? Cut out, cut cut through all the the gravy you're giving us. I just want the biscuits. You know, personally, I feel like Instagram is better than Snapchat because now Instagram has included your your own story and you can create filters on that as well and i feel like a lot of my peers have started to stop using my peers they wanted to post something on instagram they post down their story on instagram and not on snapchat story so i feel like instagram has taken but why why let me give you my let me give you my hot take ricky like you talked about view count it's all about the view count i don't give a shit about your hot take you're old as shit i want to hear about him why birthball why do people post on instagram more than snapchat now give me the like why instagram because instagram there's an explore page where you can post something and it's it can be seen by millions of people hundreds of people everyone wants to go viral right everybody wants to be famous and be go viral and it takes it just takes one video and whereas Snapchat, you have to add people, and then they can see your video. What's videos. your most like viral, uh, your most viral moment in your life? Give me a viral uh, moment. I think in high school when I made a video of uh, doing a dunk cam, when you used to have those little uh, Nerf dunks, and you used to dunk on people on high school campus, and I posted on Instagram, and I had like a thousand views. That was like my highlight moment. Wow, riveting. Wait, Ricky, there was an earthquake. This didn't go the way I wanted it. I wanted some insight on why. Why don't you use in, uh, Snapchat, though? Like Because uh, you can't be found or something? Is that really what you're boiling this down to? You can't be found, basically. It's more private. Is that what you're Snapchat, saying? Yeah, I feel Come like on, Purple, you got to talk. This is you. This is your moment. <laughs> Come on, Purple. Yeah, keep going. Sorry. I feel like Snapchat is more private because you have to add people and you have to physically type in their username or... The snap code, whereas oh, Instagram, you can oh, have an open yeah, account. Yeah. That's what I just fucking have said. Open account. That's what I just said. It's public, and, right? Yeah, exactly. So you it's have no real insight than... on this. You're just saying people want to be famous. And yeah. yeah. Why do people want to be famous? Like, older I get, I'm just like, fuck, can I just delete shit? Can I just delete it forever? Like, if I if I look at this in 20 years, like, will Facebook just keep this stuff? I even, even if I deleted it, will Facebook keep it? 
or like will Twitter keep it right? Will it like just crop up and like haunt me? You don't yes. have that like um, you don't have that kind of fear yet. You know what I mean? Joe, do you have that same feeling or no? I don't have that fear because I think we grew up with having all our information online since like middle school. So when I look at Twitter, I don't think, oh my god, this is gonna come back to haunt me. I, I think we just do. You're already filtering yourself. Like I mean, I had that. I kind of grew up with it too, but. I mean, obviously, like, you say a lot of stupid shit when you're younger, but now, I guess, um, you, people, people have said super, super, uh, stupid shit, and it's come back to haunt them, right? So maybe you guys already seen that happen to other people, versus, like, when we were kind of growing up with it, like, no one really had that ramification yet. Like, it's like, man, people didn't really know about this. It's kind of, you know, like, Reddit? Yeah, that's People didn't true. really know about Reddit, but now it's like, fuck, my Reddit account, if I, like, posted all this random shit on Reddit, and, like, that Reddit account's anonymous, but if someone finds out my Reddit account, I'm, you look, fu- I'm You look fucked. like you got some shit to hide. <laughs> no, I don't have shit to hide, but like, just like, you know, like no, you, I, you get really like heated in an argument or something. Mm-hmm. And like, so out of context, someone can find that and they're like, man, you're, you're kind of a, kind of a hothead well, I think I think now we're desensitized to it. Look, look how many times we see that happen with athletes and politicians, their old tweets pop up. Yeah, yeah. You and we, we only care yeah, for like, like an Larry hour. Like Larry Nance, for example, Larry Nance posted something when he was in high school about Kobe and Next thing you know, he becomes Kobe Bryant's teammate at the end of the day. So yes, a lot of people post this about stuff that. about Kobe, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even this. Look at Jason. Jason Tatum as well. Jason Tatum had a picture with LeBron James at 11 years old, and then six, seven years later, that picture comes back on his uh, feed, and it pops up, and they're playing each other on the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, that was a lot more innocent, though. But um, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Actually, like, you know, all these people like talking shit about KD or KD talking shit about free agents or like LeBron and that comes back to haunt them or like KD having burner accounts. Yeah. That was the wackest thing I think oh, a superstar man. has ever done in the history of the NBA. Can I give you that hot take? No, don't say that. What are you saying, Joe? Come on. Why does he have burner accounts? Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And he's hyping himself up in the burner account. But KD gets so much mad shit, but look at like how they did DeMar, you know what I mean? Like really? People like, the whole thing is so weird to me, right? It's kind of like they want NBA players to be like slaves, but if they make the decisions, oh no, this is ruining the league. No, why is K- why is it KD's job to like make make the competitive balance of the league good? You That's true. I mean? I, but I've seen, I always see the comparison. Oh, what if you worked at Apple and Google paid you more money? I think it's completely different because no, the but this is this is what it is. This is what it is. Imagine the Warriors pulled off a blockbuster trade to get KD, right? Mm-hmm. They were, and Katie's still on the Warriors, and basically we still have like the same team. No one's gonna be talking shit about Katie, no, right? I think that's true. I exactly, think th- exactly true. They're not gonna say Katie really leaves. They're like, damn, the Warriors made some crazy ass trade and got Katie. No, but even if we go to tw- decided, even if we go to twenty four hour fitness and my team wins four games in a row, if right, so even that's like, oh, that's too oh, stacked. Now let's those, break that up. You're one of those LA Fitness uh, all stars. Right? LA Fitness ho- hoop heads. No, 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 LA no. Fitness all stars. The reason we go at KD is because he joined a 73 win team. No, the reason who he you took got to Game Seven. No, the reason you got KD and he is wouldn't because join not, them. No, the reason you go at KD is because he's not and on he's your soft. team. And he's soft. No, because he's not on your team. That's why you got KD. If you were, if you were the Lakers, if the Lakers had Steph Curry. Draymond, Clay, Katie. No, I think as a Warriors Kegel fan, Dollar. Warriors fans shouldn't apologize for anything. I'm they, not apologizing they for got shit. A, they got a homegrown team and they took advantage of the cap system. People go at KD because KD, it feels like he chose the easy way out when he's a Hall of Fame caliber player. But that's what I'm. That's the whole fucking point. If I traded for KD, I'm the GM, and I got KD on the team. 
no one's gonna be like, oh, KD took the easy way out. And but there is a difference between him why? making a choice why? and him being forced into something. Why is he really forced into stuff? Like, no, because players that, are superstars. They don't want because if you, if you get traded to a team, teams want you to resign there, right? That's like the big thing with Kawhi Leonard. Why his trade value was a lot lower because he was like, okay, I'm only going to the Lakers. I'm going to resign with the Lakers when I get become a free agent, right? If you're like, okay, I'm not going to. KD, KD was a free agent, or he was like basically. Imagine he had one year left in his deal, two years left in his deal. He's like, okay, I'm not going to resign with the Warriors. Um, so like you're forced there, but you know, the player always has a hand in the trade. Like big players like that, like, you're not being. They're not like we just, see like, a generation. Forced. We we see a generation gap back in the '90s. It's more the organization had control. Now the players you weren't even there in the control. '90s. You were born '99. This boy was born bro. in '99 for the, the listeners. <laughs> I'm saying back in the '90s is more nah, the organization. That's such a that's control. such a cop out. That's like not, it's all the fans that are not Warriors fans that say that. But when you have no, on your team, true. it's not as competitive anymore. You look at other teams that are just tanking, like the Magic and. You know, Pistons, for example, nobody wants to be competitive anymore. Back but in man, the 90s, look at the super teams. Yeah. Are, super teams are there all the time, man. Look at the Celtics. They got, Bill, they got Bill. They got Bill Walton. Yeah. They get and the uh, Lakers get fucking Kareem. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, obviously not saying, but like, you know, the Lakers have Jerry West, and they bring in a fucking Wilt. They get bring in Shaq. Like, the, and not super teams, but then, like, I guess like, the Lakers bring in fucking had- Dwight and Steve Nash. You bring Carl yeah, Malone and Gary Payton. Yeah, Steve like, Nash on the back end of his career. But that's the Lakers been doing that the whole I think time. There's a big difference going to an established team. This is the greatest regular season team in the history of but basketball. They lost. They lost. No, they lost. They lost. They, and, and after they lost, every Warriors fan was like, "Oh, they got lucky. Boga got hurt. Draymond got suspended. It wasn't that we needed. Kate. Was hurt. We didn't need KD. You didn't need KD to put you over the top, right? You but could, no, KD you could, was, you could have resigned yeah, HB could've. and got a bench player and won the next the next the championship. Easily, yeah, we, we, right? No, so but, that's no, where the backlash comes but from. No, KD, but we could have won one or two more championships, maybe, right? Yeah. But with KD, we can become a dynasty. That's no, different. As a, as a Warriors GM, go ahead. But think about how the how crazy the NBA is now. Every single team wants to run that uh, three and D style of basketball, and every team wants to have those shooters on their roster, and every team wants to compete bah, against bah, the bah, Warriors, bah. create these super teams. Shooters, bah, bah, bah. bang bang. Think about how how much has changed the era of basketball in one organization. Yeah, it's a copycat league, man. It's a copycat league. That's I mean that's the whole thing. But all this we're, we're talking around the issue. The, it's not the issue that the Warriors recruited KD. That's obviously you do that. It's KD as a competitor chose the team that was the best regular season team in the history of basketball. He took so him to game seven. So you want him to just suffer on the uh, no? I want him to. I want him to want to compete and because he's he, competing. He obviously he's competing against this no, humans. There's five humans KD, against other five KD, humans. No, KD knew if I go to the Warriors. I have no pressure to be the he lead guy. A, but he wants I can, to play. I can get my 25 easy and I'll win a championship. He wants to play right? with the Warriors. Though. He wants to play with those players. See, that's a cop. He like could have gone, no, gone to the Celtics like a, and no, played for Brad no, Stevens. But they're not, they're not Steph Curry. They're not Clay Thompson. They're yeah, not he wanted, Green. To play he wants to play with four all He wanted to play with three no, all stars. He wants to play that style, he that wanted, coaching. He wanted to go somewhere. You know, where okay, no, stop. Stop, stop. How many teams are like the Warriors that play that style, that have that kind of players, that have that atmosphere? There's no team. No, the team. There's no team maybe in the history of the NBA that's like that. But you're reiterating the point. He went to a great team, right? 73 okay. wins. Imagine, He's not just the system. No, but imagine, he know he could just win okay, easy this, Let me give you this. If you're in the league, okay, you're in the NBA, right? Yeah. And the Bulls are just the Bulls, right? There's my control. That's that magic, right? That, that magic of the Bulls or whatever. Or you're in the 80s, the Showtime Lakers, right? And you get a chance to play on that team. Which but he's is not like, a scrub, though. He's not no, a role no, player. No, no, but you... 
you want to be part of that magic. You want to be part of that history for like all time, right? You're going to say, I don't, you're not going to play on that because you need to fucking, you need to compete against that team. Or do you want to be like, man, I want to experience this. I want to play basketball at the highest level. No, but that's because KD isn't. Has, aren't the Warriors the ba- uh, basketball at the highest level? Okay, now absolutely. Imagine, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, if, but if you, you you brought up a great example about MJ and the Bulls and uh, where these. But Rodman signed with the uh, Bulls. Maybe, remember that? But Rodman you was remember like that. A, you weren't Rodman there. Was, Rodman wasn't the second best player in the league. But Rodman battled with the Bulls with the Pistons. Remember that? They but, had okay. a rivalry. Yeah, and he joined the. You know, Bulls. Rodman and KD are not the same. Rodman was never the best scorer in the NBA and the second best player in the league. Who was second best player in the '90s? You would say. Maybe Carl Malone, Charles Barkley. If that guy went yeah. and joined the Bulls, that's a whole but different. Charles Barkley did. Char- he joined the Rockets, but, but when that, he was uh, washed out. A little yeah, bit. right. That's like with two years left. But you don't think he would? You don't think he would? You don't think he would join the Rockets in that '94, uh, like the '95 season, or whatever, when they won the championship? Yeah, hell yeah. But okay, there's something he there. would. He would have. Yes, he would have. Yeah, but yeah, at that point, turn into a superstar. That's a big what if. He was already a superstar. He was Charles Barkley was like kind of end of his career. He was already a superstar. Like, no, if you're, you want to, like, okay, the NBA, okay, imagine the Warriors didn't assemble like this. You would never, you wouldn't see, like, the highest expression of, like, what a basketball team could be. Like, there's some aspect of, like, Light this, years. this is, but no, but just think about this. Don't you want to see, like, the best basketball ever being played, like, in a single team? Isn't that, like, a, obviously, it's not, it's but not as a team. But as a fan, as a fan, do you want to see a team? But it raises a level, Prithball. Bad for basketball. It raises a level. Look how, but look how fun the free agency in basketball has been the last two years. All these players have changed teams. Kawhi, DeMar, uh, give me some other names. LeBron. DeMarcus Cousins. DeMarcus Cousins. Give me some other names. Paul George. This is all because of the Warriors, right? Because of the level. Because because people before. Harry Irving. This Chris is what Paul. leaving LeBron. Do you remember what the what basketball was like in the early two thousands? The Spurs were dominant, but other teams were like the Nets. They were so shitty. They really didn't know how to play basketball. It was crazy. Like that was the worst form of basketball. Maybe because they didn't have enough stars in the league or whatever. But man, like when you see the Warriors, you're like, this is how to play basketball. The switching now every team switches. Like that's not just the Warriors. Like yeah. that did that, but. You see, like, okay, these position, these players can switch on to, like, one through five almost, right? They're all kind of like size. They can shoot threes. Yeah. Like, you want, you want, now, you know, and back in the day, they're like, okay, you're a center. You're a big, you're a big man. You're not allowed to shoot. You're not allowed to dribble the ball, handle the ball. You're just, you're going to play out the post, right? But now they're like, okay, damn, the Warriors don't even play with a traditional big man. They put Draymond at the five. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you're going to be a big man, you need to have these skills. You need, you can't be just run off the floor. You need to be mobile. You need to be able to play defense, right? So let's shift let's shift the convo to that because KD will never agree on, but that we can talk about. Ba- like The Warriors revolutionized the way we play basketball. It started with D'Antoni and like the six, sec- uh, six seconds or less, seven seconds or less Suns yeah. and playing this quick pace, pick and roll, spread the floor. Now the Warriors have mastered that, starting with Steph Curry, who just extends the floor like five to ten feet further than anybody's ever done in basketball. And having Draymond at the five as a, as a big who can switch on any person on the court, basically, and he can shoot threes, and he can facilitate. That's become the prototype big guy you want. They have to be like a guy like Jaleel Okafor has no place in the league now. He was number two pick, national champion against Frank Kaminsky. He's looking for a contract. He has has other issues. He's still looking for a contract. He has other issues. But I think part of it is he, he's a back to the basket, big guy, can't shoot, can't play defense in the pick and roll. You play him against the Warriors or any of these copycat teams like the Rockets, 
You can't play Jaleel Okafor for more than three okay, minutes. Yeah, but let's talk about the Rockets, right? Like, people forget the Warriors. I mean, Iguodala got injured or whatever. But and Chris Paul got injured. And the Rockets, just because they kind of mimic what the Warriors are trying to do, like switching with the defense. And, she, well, they had their own kind of offense where they just, just kind of jacked up threes or took layups. Nothing in between. They almost beat the Warriors. And why is that? You've never seen a team like that before. Even Mike D'Antoni's team's that team existed only because the Warriors existed. That's true. And you're going to see other teams, the level, people, like, athletes, like, you know, like, okay, this is a great example, like Michael Vick, right? He came into the league, he was just fucking running crazy, right? They couldn't, you couldn't stop him, but then teams kind of adjusted, they added the spy, right? Uh, like, the spy was already a thing, but, like, that got really heavy, heavily utilized, or like Colin Kaepernick was just destroying, just ripping teams up, and they adjusted, or like, um, uh, what, what is that? Uh, what's that? What's that thing where you like line up the the quarterback? Um, the wildcat. Wildcat. Wildcat was huge, right? Like Ronnie Ronnie uh, Williams. I think so, Ronnie Williams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like you know, like Miami, like they were just killing teams. But the NFL defense is adjusted because the pros are so crazy; they can keep adjusting to these new schemes. And in uh, basketball, you're starting to see that adjustment, right? In that Warriors Rocket series. You saw the way the Rockets tried to play the Warriors. They're going to switch everything on defense with Ariza and P.J. Tucker and all these 6'6 six, six wings. And on offense, wh- whoever Steph is guarding, bring that guy in the pick and roll, and I'm going to go at him one-on-one. Right? They just yeah. kept ISO hunting. Right, you know, they tried to do that, but Steph is actually a pretty good defender. He's pretty good, but that's what teams are going to start doing. Let's hunt ISOs. So we got James Harden, one of the best ISO players in the league. And I think the next iteration, you're going to see teams like the Celtics. Who can see go, the hunting thing? Who can go one through five and switch on the Warriors, and all five of those guys can score. That'll be the matchup to watch for the, the yeah. The, see the Warriors. hunting thing, but then people went overboard with the hunting thing. Like LeBron, I think so too. LeBron was going really crazy with the hunting thing, and he was yeah. really successful. They don't even run any sets. But now, I mean, that, I mean, like at the end of that yes. hunting thing, like like the Warriors adjusted to that. And, you know, you have to play. You can't just play one-on-one with LeBron. He's going to kill you every time, but right? It worked for the Rockets a little and, bit because they had CP and Harden. Like LeBron was him and who else nobody he's gonna run out of but, gas but, look, like, but then you but you make Steph and you make the whole team see that you see that play over and over again the reputations of that right yeah you can't run it all series. like you know when they used to just trap Steph like just double team him and, the, and like you know Warriors have too many like 40, playmakers four to feet trap out, yeah. and now what they do obviously like you know they they run Draymond they screen, the they screen, they screen one of the guys that are about to double uh, uh, Steph, and he just kind of dives down the uh, lane, and, and the Steph corner's passes always open. And in the corner, you get a corner three out of that. Uh, you can't, you can't keep running the same thing. The hunting thing just kind of, st- I mean, that, that's that's the Rockets' offense, right? They're all ISO. They're gonna keep hunting. They're gonna keep doing stuff like and that. But Draymond is like the poster boy of how the NBA game has transcended and how the four or five position has changed overall and evolved over time. Honestly, look, I mean, look at the Warriors a couple years ago when they had Harrison Barnes. They thought that was a death lineup. Now they have KD and Draymond. They can put them in the four and five in the game that's transcended where people like Dwight Howard have no role in this league, league anymore. Yeah, I mean, Dwight had, hey, Dwight other, he had other issues, though. He had yeah. his back issues, though. Okay, I want to talk, actually, this is a good transition, though. Uh, let's talk about LeBron. LeBron I, 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 I think if you put Draymond on Lakers with LeBron, you could win the championship this year. People just underrate Draymond. I would say Draymond's the X Draymond factor is a perfect of the whole defense. Every single team, he can do every single thing on the floor. He's like LeBron without like his amount of oh scoring. Oh my god! This he's like okay. no. He, I mean, this is this one. his skill set is like LeBron without <laughs> the scoring. Back. No, okay. No, this is what back. I meant. This is LeBron. Level. His skill set is like LeBron, but he can't score as well as LeBron. But his defense, like he's 
Oh my tilt, God. He's when tilted. we edit this, we got to splice this and put this out. He's tilted. He's tilted <laughs> on defense, on, but more. But like, Draymond can run the break. He can pass. He can't. I mean, he's, LeBron's better than everything he, uh, uh, Draymond can do, obviously, right? But Draymond can run the break. He can make any pass on the court, right? He's like kind of a mini LeBron. I'll give you that, okay? But I think that's a bad comparison because he's, he's, he's such a. He's more of a LeBron, but he has LeBron's body type, and he, he can't score like LeBron. His but, nose, okay. he can't score Lebr- like LeBron. He's not as strong as LeBron. Okay, I'm not saying that, but he's longer but than even LeBron. without the comparison. Let's just talk about Draymond, because he Draymond, he yeah, he's exactly. the piece you need on every team now. A big guy who can. But no one has that piece. He's only like, so, he's so unique. As a Lakers fan, we love Julius Randle because he can he can bring the ball coast to coast. He can bully you. He he was starting to be like a lockdown no, so switcher. Is, this is but he's I not, hate this. I hate no, this. No, look, he's not on Draymond's level, but he's like a. A beta version no, of no, Draymond. No, no, This is insult to Draymond. No, something he's way... This is like, you no, know how you guys reacted to... like not me a say, comparison. But no, but this is how like you ins- uh, you know reacted to me saying Draymond's kind of like LeBron. That's like, you know, when you say Julius Randle, anyone's kind of like Draymond. No one's like Draymond ever. Exactly. That's something. Like Dr- Draymond? Draymond is the, Draymond is the archetype that Julius is They want to be like be. that, but, but they're, Draymond, not, they're not even close. Exactly. That's Luke what I'm Walton saying. Has been, Luke Walton always tried to make Julius Randle a sort of prototypical... Draymond type of player. But he doesn't have the skill. He doesn't and, have the foot speed. Draymond yeah, is a 6'5 player. I'm not comparing the two. But no, but, not comparing the two. No, no, I know he wants him to play like him, but Draymond is really like a shooting guard body, but he has like no, seven. Wait, he's he has 250, like, 260. But he's 6'5. But 6'5, but he, he's and, more. But he has like 7'2 wingspan. That's like, or like, like that's is that a, true? His wingspan is crazy. Pripal, look oh, it up. He's, look he's it up. He's 6'8. He is 6'8. No, he's 6'5. He's 6'5. Look up his wingspan. He can guard one through five. Like no, Julius Randle could not guard a point guard and to fucking save his life. No, I don't think. See, he can't even guard his own position. People, I feel like people don't watch the Lakers enough. Six, see seven, things like that. Julius pounds. was dominating. You think he can guard? Year. You think he can guard a point guard? Julius switched on point guards a lot. He can you think guard. He can guard like fucking Draymond. I, mean, I don't think. He can well, Draymond guard is a defensive player no, of the year. On. Draymond's defensive player of the year. He's not going to be at his level. No, but, you think really Julius Randle is even a close comparison? Think, That's crazy. I think, so me. the Lakers, speaking of Lakers, and we mentioned yeah. LeBron James. Wait till you see the Lakers death lineup that they roll out. LeBron at the five, he's gonna go up the on shooters. Draymond. I mean, you you got you got, you you got, got, got some shooters, but they're not like they're not like is, lights out. This is like babies are rust death lineup. This is death trap lineup to me. This is my, this is my name for this lineup. Death trap. Okay, you guys, you you know why we let's, call, let's you go know through, why you know go but, through our five, but you know why ours is called a death lineup. Because we have all lot, because we yep. have all all stars full. They're all 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 stars in the past and the beginning. But now we have Demarcus Cousins to that. This is like if healthy. This is beyond. It doesn't that. matter. Iguodala is an all star. He was a previous all star. Iguodala was so good. People forget how good Iguodala was. He's and he guy, was an all star. He's the guy that kicked all this off for the Warriors. But he getting him. But exactly, he's our fifth. Yeah. He's our fifth guy. That's five all stars on a lineup. And now we have basically six all stars. Five previous, uh, recent All Stars, but that I, people love this idea of like Ingram and Ball and Kuzma and Josh Hart. You know what no, I mean? Like, no one's gonna say they're good. They're good. They're good. Yeah, they're not on the Warriors level. They're good. But look, they're all twenty three and under. They're, it's gonna be a problem. They're in good, two, three years. but like, do you even see them at like Ben Simmons or Embiid close to that level? Come on, that's what you guys are like. This is like the the fantasy that I'm seeing. Like you guys are feeling like they're. Here's that thing, good. I don't think people or watch. Like I don't think people watch the Lakers they, players. Okay, no, See, this is what I'm asking you. No, this is what that's I'm what I'm saying, you. right? So Tatum Tatum had a couple good games in the playoffs. 
Ingram was Ingram played oh, just Tatum as well as he did. Tatum was good the whole fucking year. What are no, you talking wasn't. about? And Ingram played. Yes, he was. Tatum look had about stats. Tatum had about look a forty. Tatum had a forty Rip game up. stretch where he hit the rookie wall, yeah, and then he, he did, let he, he hit the rookie he wall. He jumped up in back. the playoffs again when back. it's when it's time to shine, which is. But look at his stats over the whole year; is pretty good. Actually. But honestly, people stats. don't watch the Lakers' young guys. Ingram was a six hole. Okay. Ingram was a six ten point guard for the Lakers. I'll give you handling, distributing, and scoring. Ingram, but he's second year player. He's he was second pick. And you I'll love you, Lonzo. Lonzo. Those pass for the point guards. Lonzo's a type, my type of player for some yeah. reason. I don't know why I like him because he can't shoot for shit. Like he, he can shoot maybe eventually. He seems like he can learn that, like get that skill and become consistent. And he, he was actually a great shooter at UCLA. I, I think I like him because he's um, kind of humble, kind of weird. Like, yeah. Obviously, his family's not humble, but like he's humble I, somehow. For me, Lonzo was, if you, know you, I mean? if, you, if you look at the advanced stats, he was one of the best rookie perimeter defenders. He already has his six seven point guard. He's gonna put the clamps on people. Yeah, he's smart. When he that's get, why I like him. When he's he gets in the like game, Rondo. Yeah, I like Rondo. Exactly, and that's why they brought Rondo on to be his kind of mentor. But you're saying like you know, Kuzma had like you know, a lot of shots. If up. you look at he Kuzma, Kuzma and Tatum stats, Kuzma really, had better stats across really, the board. I didn't really watch Josh Hart that much, so I don't really know about him. Well, jo- you're gonna love Josh Hart. Josh Hart, first of all, Villanova player. No, but come on, always you, well coached. Always. You, got, you guys are putting. Okay, you put LeBron there. LeBron could take you to the finals by himself. Even the West it doesn't matter. It's a wrap. But man, you're complain, com- comparing that to like Steph Curry. No, there's no comparison. Is, wait, no, think about this. No, but the, there's, there's put this no per- comparison. No, but-, but let me put this in perspective. I know you guys agree with this, but let me just put this and put this up. Put it right? on. Re- put it on the record. Okay. Steph Curry, generational player, <laughs> generational. Like LeBron Top is generational. Five, point Gen- guard ever. LeBron probably like agree, maybe one or two. LeBron one or two, but Steph Curry, you put him Agreed. in the top ten, maybe. Best shooter. He could ever. be a top ten player, or even top five when he's done. Like you don't, he could win fucking six rings. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Okay, he's gonna obviously decline. Kd, Kd, he's top five talent. Just even, I don't care about player, but he could top five talent ever. Like there's how many players that are that good? One of the most gifted scorers ever for sure. LeBron, Kareem, Wilt, Bill Russell, Kd, like. Like nobody even saw Bill Russell play. We always list him. He's like he, Serge Ibaka. He, he won fucking like, Serge Ibaka playing with the all played, white league. But he played he with played, eleven teams. But fucking look at Wilt, look at Wilt. Wilt lost like fucking seven championships against him. He played against fucking Jerry West, the logo. But Bill Russell had like what seven Hall of Fame. You know people team? people were good back then. Still, you know people were playing soccer. They're at the Olympics. They're not pro sports back then. You know what I mean? Well, when Will Chamberlain was playing. There was no three seconds in the key. That boy, he would just camp out but there. But those also those guys also points. didn't have all the fucking uh, resources that we. We have now okay that's true it's not like we had all this other undiscovered like lebron wasn't just like working at safeway and i just shit. wanted to take time to throw shade at bill russell that's no, my bill league. russell <laughs> is, it's a fucking elite like if you're elite talent in like one of like the only basketball leagues in the whole fucking world come on in in america yeah javel mcgee Olymp- would probably dunk on bill russell but there's all these other olympic athletes still that happen you know people ran like four minute miles sub four minute miles yeah. in like the 19 yeah. fucking 40s Okay, Bill and Russell. He, he, they had like part-time played, accountants and playing. He, no, but he played. Okay, if someone could run a four-minute mile and sub, by the time Bill Russell played, that's fucking athletes, and he's one of the fucking craziest athletes. Okay, it doesn't fucking matter. All right. Okay, we'll give it to him. Yeah, we'll give it to him. Yeah. Anyways, um, you got Steph, you got KD, you go. Okay, so you got Steph, AD, you got KD, the best. Then you have Clay Thompson, which is criminally underrated, criminally for me. It's because he's, he's so one of the best stupid. shooters. No, he's not stupid. He just not. He's just like um, he's just so chill to me. He doesn't have that personality. You, yeah, wa- watch his watch his co- watch his college highlights. Let's just he say just it's four twenty every day for Clay Thompson. He doesn't actually even smoke that. I don't feel like he's actually smoking because he got in trouble in college. Oh, at Washington State. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Anyways, you watch Clay Thompson. Like, when he's on fire, there's no one better in the league. Honestly. Because he doesn't need to dribble. Because he can dribble, yeah, 11 times, and he'll score 60 points on you. Mm -hmm. I always wonder what Clay Thompson would be like if he had a team of his own, though. No, that's what... what Not to discredit what he's like. I always wonder But Steph, that, no, that. look, you already seen it before. Play would be like when, a remember Steph was injured? Game. Remember Steph was injured in that uh, 2016 playoffs? In the playoffs, the Clay carried us for two series, and then he then he basically carried us in the fucking Thunder series. That was without yeah, you play, He basically played like Reggie Miller, okay? And obviously he's not as consistent as some of the super, other superstars, but he's way he's way better than fucking Paul George, even when he's not being fucking consistent. Paul George is dead to me. But Paul George, like, people I mean, are like, the same guy who has 60 points in three quarters. I rather, I rather, wait, 2019 free agents we're going to talk about? Clay Thompson. No, I'd rather have Clay Thompson than Jimmy Butler, than Paul George. Really? Yeah. Then, I think uh, I think, Jimmy I think but- more than Ky- Kyrie. Because I think I Jimmy Butler so is about to hit the wall. You guys will love Thibodeau you guys will love Kyrie more than I know you say Kyrie more than Clay, but Clay is a two way player. He can guard That's your true. best wing player, like fucking clamped. Like how many better defenders are there than Clay Thompson? People score on him, obviously. He doesn't have the longest reach, but man, when you defend, defends, it's something like it's beautiful. It's like watching a pitcher, like you know when you watch like Rich Harden or something. That's like one of my he dropped one an of my A's old, reference on us. It's one of my old guys, Oakland. Yeah, you, you watch like Pedro Martinez or something. You know, you just Mark fuck, Mulder just throwing those fucking Tim K's, baby. Just throwing those K's, right? No, I agree. I think uh, of like the Jimmy Butler's a two way player, but he's gonna hit the Thibodeau wall pretty soon. He's twenty nine, thirty. He's gonna no, hit the but wall. Jimmy it, Butler's it, a great player it, too. It's a ge- it is a gem to have a two way player, especially in this league where there's a lack of two way yeah, players. Kyrie yeah, doesn't have that. You need it, but see the problem with Clay. The problem with Clay is you need a ball handler with Clay. If you have yeah. Damian Lillard with Clay Thompson, Ooh. see, yeah, it's this size. That's why, like, Mate and uh, Steph couldn't work, right? I yeah, like you, brother. Clay needs someone to kind of facilitate the action. You don't need Damian Lillard level, but. Just some point guard who can create. But put him next to Lonzo Ball. You put him next to Lonzo Ball. You put Clay, you put Clay on and, the, and LeBron. See, no, see, look, if, see, this is what I'm saying. If you put Clay on the Lakers last year, it's with lights it, out. You're going to playoffs. You're going to be fifth or sixth. You're going to be at least top five seed. Oh, last year? No, that's what I'm saying. If you put Clay on the last year's Lakers with Lonzo and all those guys, you're going to be... Do you think he elevates he, players around him? Because he take. Okay, you just look at him and he drags three players. You don't understand how much opening... Kuzma would have so many open shots. Clay could go 0 for 10 in a night, and you're going to still win the game. You could still win the game because his but it's gravity... Hard, you have to, every shot, you have to respect it. I think the problem is with Clay though... It's hard to have your best player who's not a ball handler, not a creator. If all of his actions are coming off but the Clay, point guard. But also people don't understand Clay's game. He, Clay can post up. You see how those post ups? He, he can, can post shoot, up. He can shoot but, over any But he's person. definitely not a pick and roll yeah, ball Think about handler, who's guarding Clay. Right? Think about who guards Clay. Two think, guards. But think about the two guards in the league that can guard Clay. No, I mean, I'm, like, I'm gonna put throw, I'm gonna shooting throw, guards. Yeah, two guards, shooting guards. I'm going to throw Kawhi in there. And I know he's small forward or whatever, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, he can guard Clay, obviously, but um, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, Butler could. Him. But Jimmy Butler still could have a hard time. Clay can have that. St- he has that step back, that Kobe step back. Um, he got the Kobe step back. He got that. He got that Kobe step back. I mean, Kobe will just take it. volume though. Kobe will go forty. He will he'll shoot forty times. Clay will never do that. But if he had his own team, Clay doesn't need to dribble the ball. You just need a confident point guard to bring the ball up. Clay just has all. He's running the whole game. No one runs more than Clay. People it's used to think like Reggie Miller fucking used to run. You or look at like the way he has, But look, right now we talk about gravity, right? 
look at the players around him bringing that gravity away from him. So he can, he can if, if he's the main guy, think about the you're sticking offense. right on his chest. No, but think about the offense. You're staying in he's his chest. You're, go, he's, you're switching every he's like, screen. He's like Richard Hamilton. He's running. He's cutting every yeah, time. Running off screen. You're, you're, yeah. dra- you're, drag- you're dragging. He is, he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll fake a screen. He'll drag the other players away from the, his, his teammates. But like, you understand how On last how year's Lakers, they're not going off Clay Thompson. They're not leaving. You don't think they can make the fucking eight seed with Clay Thompson? Eight seed, but you said like fifth, fourth. We're not going to, he's yeah, not going to elevate I think get to the fifth seed. If, yeah. if fucking Har- if, uh, if fucking Westbrook can get you to the seventh seed, I feel like Clay could get you at least but let's seventh. see, Westbrook does yeah, something. You're Clay right. Does you're right. Fifth Westbrook will West. take you 35 West. shots if he has to. Clay's always going to play within yeah. the but system. Clay will the take game. 35 shots. He'll take 35 shots, bro. No, but Clay won't be consistent volume scorer. Right? Clay can shoot. He's six seven, bro. No, he can Clay shoot for 30, but he's, he can, ne- he's never he's shots. never done that though. He, no, he, I think no, he can. I think he can, games. and he, he should shoot for, more. He hasn't done that every game. He hasn't been the lead guy every game, like you said. But yeah. he can shoot 35 times every game. You don't think his percentage is no, higher I, than Westbrook? No, I agree. But that's what I'm saying. Westbrook has a mentality that even if we're going to lose this game, I'm going to shoot 30 times and will us to this if, game. Think about Clay 30, shooting 35 times. How many threes is he taking? He'll average. Games? He can, He's going to take 17. Clay 30. could average 30 if points he, a game. Uh, if Clay is start shooting 35 times in a game, he's shooting. This is crazy, but he's going to be shooting up to four, 20 threes a game. If he thirsts, shoot 35 times. Think about this. He'll probably 20. make like he's gonna make, he's 10 gonna, at least. He's, 10 is 50%. He's probably not going to make 10 if he's taking that much volume. But he's going to make like 7, seven eight. 7, 8. And he's going to be making a lot of his at two-point shots. And he's going to be cutting and pulling, dragging a lot of people away from him. You right, you, you can, he, could be, he could be averaging like forty points. You lose, you lose pieces of your game, right? Because right now he can conserve. Yeah, energy. you're not winning a championship like he's that. A, he's Obviously, a lockdown. No one's winning a fucking championship. Like, like you talk about, he's a lockdown defender. As part of it, because yeah, he doesn't yeah, have to right, carry right. the that, load. That's that's big. That part will lose out. Yeah, you're right. But and let's get back. Let's get back to the LeBron James topic of LeBron this, James. This great big hug for the Lakers. We all thought he was on a big one year deal, like he usually does. He signed. This guy just quoted Brian Windhorst. Big hug. His Windy. Last deal in the NBA. A four year deal. Probably he's going to retire at the you end of the year. that's his last deal? I think there's. I, I think so. They're saying LeBron was meeting with studio executives and entertainment folks like. Um, like two weeks, two weeks before this decision came out, so I think for LeBron, this is a business. No, he's season. producing a movie. He's producing a movie. Producing That's a movie. He, he not the only reason, but his his, his son's gonna, the only reason. You think he's going to fucking win a championship with you guys? No, it's not. But I'm saying his son's going to play as Sierra Canyon. He's going to. He's going to. He wants to be an owner. After he, who? Who else would you want to be mentored by other than Magic Johnson? So all these other you factors think that are LeBron not LeBron cares about being fucking mentored at this age, being the best player Absolutely. in the fucking world. No, the, you know what? The you model know what I for funny is. What I found funny was LeBron posted on Instagram recently of uh, this 2K trailer of him and his son playing on the same team on the Lakers. That's what he wants. I wonder after this four-year deal, if he signs like a one-year, maybe if he gives us a minimum contract to play with his son. That would be pretty cool to see. I can see it. I can see it. His son is going to be probably recruited by everybody. He's probably going to go first round. And so is Dwayne Wade's son. So is Dwayne Wade's son. Scottie Pippen's son. By the way... The Sierra Canyon team that LeBron's son's gonna play for. I went to go watch them live at um, Fairfax Summer Classic, and there's this kid named Cassius Stanley on that team who has a 50 inch vertical. What? No, that's not real. Vertical. No, is that official? How do they and, measure that? And, like he, and in that gym, he was bouncing. And so Kenyon Martin's son is on that team. Wait, wait, Scottie how tall? Pippen's how tall is this guy? Six seven wing, getting recruited by Arizona by Duke. Uh, so look out for him in like the next year or so, Cassius Stanley. They yeah. won. The, they, I think they won the state championship last year. They're probably going to win it again. Man, fifty-inch vertical—that doesn't even seem um, 
that doesn't seem possible. There's no way. There's no way. That, you know, but he and I got some videos on my phone. I'll I'll send them to you. This guy was windmilling and dunking on people's heads all He's the whole light, game. man. He's I think six three, six five, hundred seventy pounds. But who's this, Bronny? Oh, he's six three. Okay. Four, okay. No, who's yeah, this? This is Cassius Stanley. He, he's I not six three. He's six five with shoes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's. Uh. Um. I don't. Man, we talked so much about the NBA. Um. You guys want to talk about Kawhi? That trade. What do you guys think about that? That was. That that's the business of the NBA. Kawhi Leonard and DeMar DeRozan both shared their feelings about how they felt about being traded. Um, Kawhi has yet to speak to the media. Obviously, DeRozan has uh, taken the power into his hands. I'm going on social media and talking about how he feels. And it, it was kind of surprising, this whole deal. came out of nowhere. I didn't really think the Raptors had a chance in getting but Kawhi. But you, you saw that picture with uh, Kawhi, though. It seemed like um, I, never, I didn't even think he was going to show up. So he's definitely gonna play next year, right? That's what I think. Do you, do you guys do you guys believe he's gonna play? I mean, there is restrictions in the NBA if he decides to sit out. That will they they will extend. No, they just keep extend. They keep extending it, right? They you just have to yeah. stay there forever, right? That's like. The and thing. I think if if you're Kawhi Leonard's agent, first of all, they fumbled this whole year so poorly in the media. Like they made Kawhi look really bad. Um, they like they've been so shady about what exactly his injury is, what's happening. I don't think that matters though. It's kind of like he just have one good year. If you sat out another year, that's catastrophic. Then you don't even know what the hell who is Kawhi. Yeah, but you sat out two the, years. NBA is so fickle. Like, uh, look at LeBron. You know, everyone hated LeBron, his decision, and now everyone loves LeBron. He's the savior again. Whatever. That's true. Like, Kawhi, he's gonna have one good year. People love Kawhi. He's just a good guy. He just seems like a good guy. I don't know him personally, but it just seems like a good guy, and people can be like, "Okay, we're we're back on board." It doesn't matter. I and mean, like, he signed for like he signed like a two plus one. He'll get the money that he was supposed to get with a uh, you know San Antonio. You think, so you think he resigns in Toronto? You think he's, he's going to be a free agent? Doesn't next matter summer, who he signs with. He'll sign the two plus one or whatever. Get the they'll get bird rights, and then the salary cap will go up. He'll probably lose like twenty million or something overall, but. The next contract will be like 280 or 5 or whatever when he's like 31 or something or 30. He's only 27 right now. I think so, So yeah. 2 plus 1. Speaking of two-way players, that's probably the best two-way. At his peak, he he was the best def- defense perimeter defender really, in the league. His defense was real shit, though, when he had to go super offensive. He, but you put him next to LeBron, yeah, he's and now not you gonna, let him just know, go man. at people? LeBron is so good. But that whole spurt, let's get back to the real uh, concern I had. The whole spurt, they made him seem like an enemy. They told, I heard the reports of when the Spurs wanted to meet with Kawhi, they would hide him in different rooms of the building to not to avoid talking with the Spurs organization. That's what I'm saying. His people have done such a bad job. No, but it's basically his, his yeah. uncle. He's saying the Spurs uncle, are shady, yeah. though. That's what uncle he's saying. Uncle Robertson. Who is this guy? Yeah. No, but no, no. He wants to get those $300 million uh, KD shoe contracts. Tell, somebody tell Kawhi. Nobody even knows what his voice sounds like. Anybody know what Kawhi sounds but you think like? He's Kawhi, not going to sell shoes. No, no, stop, stop. You think Kawhi is going to get a $200 million, $300 million shoe contract? That's something. Hell no. Jordan. But look, Harden got that with Houston, though. So, But uh, Harden is different, right? Because Adidas is trying to build their brand. Who, who's a young and upcoming star that they could spend their money on? Harden has the beard and has that like, Jordan aura. is already well-established, and I don't think they would pay him that money. Yeah, Kawhi is on Jordan brand, who already has CP3, who already has Melo. So um, Kawhi's not Jordan. Kawhi's not gonna have a sig shoe there. So yeah. So anyways, uh, yeah. So we, we talked about Kawhi. We we fucking didn't give a shit about Demar. The NBA doesn't give a shit about Demar. But man, Demar, people are really like, man, Demar is a good player, right? Like he, he just he, had this couple of bad playoff series. 
But uh, his whole game is predicated on mid-range jump shots, which the NBA is evolving away from, right? Yeah. So you have him and LaMarcus Aldridge going to shoot 17-footers all game long. So I'm at, I'm not excited to watch the Spurs ever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this free has been... And let, let's uh, let's move on to the topic of the free agency while we're already here about LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard. There has been a couple other free agency moves like Marcus Smart, which is very underrated. I feel like Marcus Smart is, is like a Draymond type. He's like the heart and soul Marcus of that Smart. Celtics team. Man, I love Marcus Smart. That's another player that I love. I love him. That's, he's that's he's like a bulldog. My, that's a Ricky type of player. You know, I really just yeah. hate dumb players. Like the whole Thunder team, like Paul George to me, you guys, I really wanted you guys to sign Paul George Supermax. That was my dream. You have to be stuck with that contract. You guys dodge a bullet. I don't know why you didn't see that, but um, he's but trash. Give Sam Press, give Sam Press the credit for getting I mean, the shooter. I, think I mean, they had to do that, though. Steal. They had to do that, though. Sam, hey. Nobody gives Sam Press the credit. He gave up James Harden over $12 million. But he, he his hands were tied. Ever. His hands were tied, though. Yeah, were they tied? Yeah, his ownership he, didn't want to play. He gave James tax. Harden an hour to decide on the contract. Serge Ibaka. Luxury, they didn't want to play luxury. And he they traded him for Jeremy tax. Lamb, Kevin Martin, and Steven Adams. They didn't want to play luxury. They had three, they had three yeah. MVPs on the team, and they they re-upped Ibaka before Harden. So, All right, okay. Yeah. Um, so do we want to talk about the – okay, we're, this is turning into an NBA podcast, and hopefully I can just cut this out. But uh, well, we're, do you want to talk about the free agents of- in 2019? Okay, you can keep yeah, talking no, for Bob. Go ahead. Look, let's we're, talk about the free agency that's happening currently about you know LeBron. Do you have no Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Smart, Dennis Shooter was one. There are still. Are we not going to spend time talking here, about like, Dennis Shooter? Birth ball, Like next year free agency. Do you have the list? Yeah, I I got a list right okay, here. Okay, can so you tell me like, the free agents? Like, Name them out. Don't no commentary. You have Kyrie Irving, Carl Anthony Towns, Kristaps Porzingis, Jimmy Butler, just to name a few. No, uh, name the few. Gordon. Name the few. I want to hear the names, motherfucker. Sorry, that was explicit. <laughs> uh, you have Clay Thompson as well. I, I'm really interested to see what the Warriors do next. Off no, don't call. No commentary. Up. Just name the list, and we'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, Clay Thompson. Okay, do- uh, okay, but Malcolm Donovan Mitchell. Keep talking. Keep talking. Finish the list. There's a lot of names. Kyrie Irving. You have Kyrie Irving, Isaiah Thomas, Clay Thompson, Jimmy Butler. Um, let's let's keep on looking down this list. You have Carmelo Anthony, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Trevor Ariza, uh, uh, Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, Josh Jackson. Jason Tatum's red uh, restricted though. Uh, okay, so yeah, a lot of these. Uh, okay, okay, you got, the big, right? you got the big names out. You got the big names out. All the young guys you mentioned, Porzingis, Donovan Carl Mitchell. Anthony Towns and Porzingis would be. No, so let's talk about Cat. Let's talk about Cat. None of those guys. Here's the thing: none of those guys are actually free agents, right? They're going to be restricted. restricted. Is Cat restricted? All those guys are in the same rookie class. Yeah. Cat and all those guys. So they're all going to be restricted. The teams are going to offer them the full super max. So yeah. I'm not even considering them free agents. I'm looking at Kawhi, Clay, Kyrie. And Jimmy Butler, I think that's the big four guys that'll be the the movers and shakers. Yeah. There's a, and KD has an opt out, so there's like this huge rumor talking about KD and Kyrie teaming up in New York. That would be. And crazy. Kyrie and Jimmy Butler are apparently best friends in the NBA. You said K- you said KD. KD and Kyrie in New York. Yeah, KD. I heard, no, KD Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Jimmy Butler wants to play with Kyrie, right? That's and, the whole thing too. And, and, yeah, there was a rumor about. Uh, the Celtics almost getting Jimmy Butler in the last free agency over. Do you really Taylor. think the Celtics are going to give up Kyrie? Like, I really feel like they're undervaluing Kyrie so heavily. Yeah, they know. haven't even experienced the Celtics yet. It hasn't even been a year yet. Kyrie didn't play a full season. Kyrie is like a top fifteen player easily. Oh, easily, definitely. yeah. Why would the Why the fuck he hit a game? Would the Celtics a game not seven. try to re-sign him supermax? 
I don't understand. Like, don't they have? Danny they're not, they're not bird rights, though, right? No, well, th- we saw what Danny Ainge did with Isaiah Thomas. It's but he's not Isaiah Thomas. He's Kyrie Irving. And here's a, I don't he's think he's twenty five. How old is Kyrie Irving? Twenty six. That's wild. I don't. Th- I don't think it's the Celtics who would not offer him. I think it's Kyrie who's. Why would he leave that team? He's always talks That's about the best team. Fucking that could be the well, best it, team in the East. It, Kyrie always talks about wanting to play MSG. That so that's like his dream. I love team, MSG on my fucking my ramen though. That's it's beautiful. It's <laughs> close to home for him. New Jersey's right there, right across the bridge. But you don't think he loves Boston? I feel like he's really he sold. I don't know why you sold. Leave Boston. He's sold with Boston. I see him on the fucking sideline. Like Brad shit. Stevens probably is a top three coach in the NBA. He has. I love Brad Stevens. I don't know about KD. Everyone just wants to break us up, but we still have, we're still gonna have Clay. We're gonna have Steph. And we're gonna have Draymond. Draymond is the one you guy you can't have, lose. But you, we're gonna have if you just have Clay and Steph, you could still you're still you're championship still, contention. You are, but Draymond unlocks that defense. If you have right? just Steph, and you just put a, a bunch of shooters and stuff around Steph. No, you're, you're gonna still be a great champion. team. You can go to the Western Conference Finals. But every championship team needs like that that crazy ass person on the team like when the lakers got Artest, the rodman and the bulls draymond is that guy when it push comes to i'm shove. not saying we're gonna win we would win but i'm saying yeah you could still go to the western if, if if harden could go to the western conference finals with that shitty ass uh rocket scene before this year you could go to the no, western conference finals with uh it's just steph yeah and while we're on the topic of 2019 fancy let's talk about the warriors ricky i want to ask you there's we've been talking about the warriors baby. on your team Clay Thompson, uh, Kevin Durant, Jordan Bell. Uh, this boy listed Cousins. Jordan See, the Bell. Thing is, the thing, yeah, yeah, fuck, fuck those other. Uh, just Clay Thompson. The what do you guys? What, what is your personal NKD. opinion on what, what? Do you think anything will shake? We're that? gonna have bird rights on all those guys. We have bird rights on all those guys. So those that doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is when you resigned uh, they Clay, choose to come back. When you re- resign Clay, Clay is not gonna have. Uh, he's not gonna be eligible for a super max unless he gets All NBA this year. Um, or I think he he was third team All NBA, but like those few years ago, I don't know if he, that makes him eligible. It just how much do the Draymond needs? Pay Draymond needs not? is not eligible Super Max yet. Um, if he play wins, uh, he deserves one, don't you think? No, but he's not eligible. You have to eligible be eligible as far ten, as the yeah, yeah. CBA. Either ten year, ten year veteran Max, you get ten years, or you win like a uh, defensive player year, or you're like All NBA. Yeah, certain criteria. There's certain criteria. So he won Depot like. He won defense. Eventually, the repeater tax will get to the point where every dollar is times four. So if you sign uh, Draymond to like a $30 million or $25 million per year contract, that's $100 million. Same thing for Clay. Yeah. Uh, right now, our salary cap, uh, salary is like $190, $180 million. Uh, but it could get to $400 million in like a couple of years. Another I wonder three, how much they could afford, though. To another three even. years at least, Warriors are going to keep cooking. But, but if, if you're if losing $100 million to... a year... I because you're gonna keep repeating though, right? And have to so finance the new stadium. But if you, okay, you're basically okay, imagine you lose a hundred million, then two hundred million, then three hundred million. Okay, let's imagine like okay, you have five years, you're gonna lose maybe eight hundred million dollars, but you could win five rings. Eight hundred million dollars for five probably, rings. Do you think that's worth it? I, I need, you need to look at their books. Definitely, I think. But right? No, but it, you, imagine cost. I'm just making some hypothetical numbers, right? Eight hundred million dollars for five rings. What do you pay for that? Hell yes, no. Because your, your franchise becomes a marquee franchise. <laughs> you asked me, I was like, hell no. No, your franchise yeah. becomes a marquee franchise. No, I think, but that's they're worth two point eight billion dollars as a franchise. Right. They bought it for five hundred million dollars. It's equity. That's real equity. That's not like fake equity. That's that's merchandise sales for end of fucking time. 
You become like the Knicks and Lakers. The premier basketball stadium in the country with the new stadium coming up, Chase Center. Man, kind of seems bland, but like the people that have like the boxes, they're going to have fucking their own, um, basically their own clubs. It's going to be fucking ridiculous. Man, those renders. Have you seen those renders? I haven't seen the renders, but I've heard people talk about it. You basically have a box, right? And then you, if you go behind the box, there's a whole like a bar, restaurant right behind the box. Wow. So you just walk into that. Those are some of the suites. Some suites are just kind of isolated, right? But then there's some suites that like there's like a private, um, there's like a private like restaurant bar behind you. Man, I wish I could just just one game, man. Just how much would that cost? Like a thousand dollars? Like split that like between twelve people? Mm. Man, that's gonna be so expensive. Like they're not giving discounts to the current season ticket holders. That's kind of crazy, right? I think I read something like you have to take a thirty thousand dollar loan out or something to have a right loan. to buy a personal seat license no what they do is they take a they give you buy like a seat license right it's like over you it's like forty thousand dollars or whatever the number is right and then there's some term i forgot the terms uh it's like 30 years they you basically get a 30 year loan no interest that's why i think they pay you back or something i don't i forgot what the thing is but yeah, that's what it is but anyways speaking uh, of free agents Let's let's talk about uh, the Rockets for a little bit. They lost both of their wings uh, at Mount Butte. And what do you Riza. think happens with uh, Riza? They got worse. Uh, yeah, they got worse they for sure, right? They They're going to get worse. Carmelo. They're, they're banking on trying to get Carmelo. They have not re-signed Clint Capella yet. What do you guys think will happen with him? Well, here's the thing with Clint Capella. How much, was, how much money does he want? They want to sign him for $15 million a year. But he's restricted. Plus 20. I think he the is deal, restricted, but I think, he wants a match. Look at the restricted free agency market this year. You have Jabari, Julius Randle. It's all over the place, right? Because no team has cap space. So if I'm, a, if I'm the GM of a team and I have a restricted free agent, I'm saying go find me an offer and then we'll match it and look at it. But there's no team in the league that has money to offer Clint Capella. So what's his leverage is nothing. This is a really bad year. This is man, people are so if they st- lose Clint if they lose Clint Capella. They won't. He's restricted. They'll match it. They won't lose him. This is, I think this is just the business of it, because they have no reason to offer him a contract and over like why are they gonna bid against themselves? Okay. So, yeah. Let's okay, let's move on from the NBA because this is so much. We actually yeah. Pritball, you've been on for an hour. I'm gonna try cutting this podcast up a little bit. We're telling how to make it sausage is made. I don't know who's going to do that with cutting up, but I'll probably have to do it. Anyways, let's let's talk about um, let's talk about the NFL season. Oh, man, Jimmy has, G. has anyone thought about the NFL season with the teams? The NFL is so crazy; like any team can compete. Does the NFL suck now? This is where if, the, if there was no fantasy football, how invested would you be in this season? You know, this is I'm really invested because of Jimmy G. I'm a 49ers fan, obviously. We all we all are, right? Yeah. yeah. But um, you know what I was thinking about this the other day? The NFL is eventually going to become flag football, right? Is that not an eventual uh, side effect of this? I'm glad you brought this. So I, I wrote a 50-page paper 50 on, pages. on CTE in the NFL and like the future of football. 50 and pages? What 50 pages research. How and so, okay, last week I got an email from a guy at ESPN. They're doing an outside-the-lines special report on head trauma litigation. Um, so I might be doing a legal research project for exactly that. Um, lines, and that's so crazy. I think NFL, exactly what you said, they're going to have to change the rules somehow, some way. And they're so behind on well, the, the first, social the first, issues the first thing is The first thing is how you tackle. You're basically going to have to wrap them up, then drag them to the ground. It's going to be like rugby kind of uh, rules, right? But then eventually, like, there's no way... To get rid of head trauma unless you make it like flag football. Right. But would that still be exciting? Like, that's what I was thinking about. Like, 
Will it turn into kind of so. arena football? It'll be a different game. Like, how do you compare stats? Like, I mean, I'm not one of those guys that's like, no, you can't change it because the stats and all that stuff. I don't give a shit about that. But it's like, will it still be fun to watch? I think it would still be fun to watch, no? If you just have Aaron Rodgers bombing, like, you know, throws, you're not going to have Aaron Rodgers at that time. It obviously will be a lot different than the players, but... But, you know, Joe does have a point but about, you know, NFL, and the viewers have gone down, like, 17%. It's crazy. Why? No, but viewers went down for like a lot of sports. Actually, that that's funny because you know, people are like the anthem, the anthem changed all this shit. But like uh, viewers across the board on all television went down there's like too many different mediums now. Yeah, there's too many different mediums. They're probably not counting stuff. Also, there's so much like you can just watch. Like you know, if you watch a UFC, like I've, I don't know if I've never paid for a UFC event. I just watch it on like you know streaming websites, right? How many people are paying for NFL streaming or whatever? But okay, let's think about the NFL season, right? Obviously, um, the Eagles won last year, and I'm I'm in that kind of camp. Like, man, this t- these teams are really hungry, and no matter how much talent they have, they're gonna kind of dip next year. And the Chargers look really good. The 49ers look really good. Patriots always good. Uh, who do you, like? Who who's a contender this year? Have you thought about it? Do you think the Seahawks are the like Rams? Will, I feel like the Saints will come back. The Saints were. Did the Saints make the playoffs last year? I forget. I think so, but I think for me, LA Rams are probably the See, the most stacked team, team. But there's always a team that NFL. seems hot like that. They're That's true. Hot, but they don't really do shit. But like you said, NFL is so much about chemistry and the cohesion. Yeah. Like if you look yeah. at the Eagles, they had the best defensive line in the league for the entire season. That pass rush that they had. Um, are they built to compete? Are they? But like, look at the Broncos. Yeah, they went to the Super Bowl. They won with Manning. They were going to AFC championships before that, you know. They, but if you have one of those Trump, but you, then they fell off so fast. If you have one of those Trump cards, a Brady, a Manning, a Breeze, a Roethlisberger, you're yeah. always going to compete. Steelers will always compete because they have Le'Veon Bell. They haven't. Well, Le'Veon's another story about the NFL. Le'Veon Bell. I just want him to come to the Niners, man. So bad. Just but I agree. You shouldn't. You shouldn't pay running up. backs. No, I'll pay. I'll pay Le'Veon Bell whatever he wants. You don't think the Niners? Should, if the Niners could get Le'Veon Bell, you don't think you're going to pay him top dollar? I think the Niners oh, would because we, is a we have. I think he's Niners a transcendent talent. Niners How many would running backs have in the money? history of the NFL are Le'Veon Bell? In the history of the NFL, there's n- they're not. But there's running backs. Many? Running there's backs five. are ex- expiring. There's like five expiring running backs commodities. are better than him. No, but no, one interesting aspect will be definitely the Raiders and the returning coach uh, John Gruden. Yeah, but, Raiders. Um, That's no, interesting. Shit, I forgot about John Gruden. I always forget about the Raiders John because Gruden's they just were so bad last year. There's a little buzz about it, but I, I'm still not sold on the defense. What about Mariota? Do you think, Jordan. like, uh, you know, James Winston and Mariota are going to do anything? Mariota, they went to the playoffs James last year, Winston. right? Mariota looked Winston. really good. Mariota made the playoffs. The Bills year. went to the playoffs last year, but they got a new quarterback, right? Um, this, what is uh, wrong with Cardinals? James Winston, man? I, I used to love James Winston. He's a head he case. An idiot. I don't know if he's a head case. I just think that the team is not good. Look at Mariota. Like, he's come. Yeah, but Andrew Luck's coming back now. Is Andrew is he's Andrew back alive? He's, he can throw. Mm. <laughs> Apparently, he can throw. I've seen. I've seen I mean, Col- Colts have been trying to construct an offensive line for like six years. But look at the Seahawks. Do you think? See, like the Seahawks kind of shed their whole defense. Now I think they're going to invest in the whole line. But they're, well, they're giving it. They don't give a shit about the defense. Seahawks anymore. are what third best team in their division. The Rams are, the, I think, the best team in the NFC. And the Seahawks have Russell Wilson. You're uh, always going to be. Top Rams had like a great defense. They added to lead. Russell Wilson's so good. He's gonna. He could make them oh, better man, than the I Rams. Love that guy. He could make them the first team in that division easily by himself. I don't know. The Rams, I have no trust in the Rams. 
The Rams got fucking destroyed in the first uh, game, right? I forget what happened. Who did they, they play? Get destroyed? The I close? keep saying I forget what happened. They lost to the Falcons. That's how much I care about the NFL. I just forgot fucking what happened in the playoffs. They lost to the Falcons. They played the first game, right? They yep. lost the first game? Yep, yep. That was just like the Cowboys. You think the Cowboys have a chance? I fucking hate the Cowboys, so I'm so biased. No, hell no, they don't have a chance. Yeah, they're fucking trash. Uh, Redskins are fucking destroyed. What about the AFC? Uh, Dolphins, uh, the Jets. Steelers, Patriots. Yeah, Steelers, always good. The yeah, NFL, you NFL the, Buffalo Bills. What about the Ravens this like, year? If Buffalo Bills... They're Crabtree. Who gives a shit about Crabtree? Yeah, I, like crab, I love Crabtree. How about, how, Crabtree? How about AJ McCarron? I'm loyal to the soil. Buffalo Bills, Josh AJ McCarron? Did you say AJ McCarron? Michael Crabtree is like here. the football version of D'Angelo Russell for me. He's not even a start. AJ McCarron's not starting? Can I say this? D'Angelo Russell, Michael Crabtree. That's the, like Those two are the same. Swag. High swagger. And they're dumb as shit, and they're not that not as good as yeah. advertised. D'Angelo Russell? D'Angelo Russell, not as good as advertised. You no, D'Lo, you just you say you just say that because he's not on the Lakers anymore. But D'Lo, man, D'Lo's the truth. Give he's him, trash. give him some time. One of my the Nets gave up like four first round picks in a row. What is he playing with? Jeremy Lin's is the second best player on that team. Jeremy Lin got traded. No, Hawks. he wasn't. He was the second best player on that team. But like now, who do they have? Who do they have? What does that team have? They're in Brooklyn, right? You always like location, 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 right? But I feel like New York, New York is a great location. I would love to live there, obviously. But if I'm a free agent, for some reason, it's not a free agent pull. Like LA is a free agent pull. It's not sunny. It's not. But even the Clippers, who the fuck is signing with the Clippers? I mean, they can resign their own guys, I guess. They have no culture. They can resign their own guys. That's cool. That's cool, right? Like Blake Griffin wanted to resign there. DeAndre wanted to resign there. Chris Paul's resigned there once, right? Or he signed there at least once. But he was trying to go to the Lakers, obviously. You're not going to go to the Clippers because there's no culture. Who the fuck he goes? No one goes to the Knicks. No one goes to the fucking Nets. But again, again, the Knicks. No one even considers those motherfuckers. The Knicks have the worst owner in the NBA. I guess people, uh, players just want to go to teams that are, We're back to that uh, NBA conversation again, but... Nobody gives a shit about that. I'm NFL. just talking about New York. There's... there's uh, what, what's... I have never... What's the last free agent? Like the biggest free agent football... NFL... NBA that went to the New York team. Um, Yankees. Mark Yankees. 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 Mark Sanchez is not a big free agent. Football. Yankees. <laughs> baseball. They still got. They still got that. The New York. Nets. New York still has the pull. It's just in in in, Era, in yeah. basketball. It's the big it's time. A huge star, market. Big time stars only comes very so often, and they're not going to go to a, a regime that's not stable. You have James Dolan in that front office. The Nets haven't been good in so long. So you're not going to go there. It's not because of the city, but it's because of the kind of the institution of those teams. I, I mean, think. we know that firsthand with the Lakers organization. Yeah, Lakers has the glitz and glamour, but we didn't get any marquee free agents for four or five years. We can't bank on Jim Buss. Nobody going to go to Jim Buss. Okay, let's start talking about yeah. that. Uh, uh, NBA now. Uh, we have a couple more topics before we end the podcast. This is fucking almost hour and a half long now. <laughs> this is kind of crazy, right? We had, we were like, could we even fill up fucking an hour? We have an hour and a half. We're gonna talk about Kanye. Uh, Kanye released basically like four albums, right? Yee, yay. How do you say that? Um, uh, Daytona, Nazir. What, what's up? Casey uh, Ghost. One of his own albums and produced the other three. Yeah, he produced all the three, but he has uh, features. He has Cuddy. features on those albums, yeah. and that's like you know when Drake somehow talked about Kanye, but brought up Drake. But Drake, uh, he he's consistently good, but he never just surpri- he never surprises you, right? But Kanye, people talk so much shit about Kanye, and I mean, there's so much shit. He, he's getting political. This, he, he 
he brings attention to himself. I mean, after everything that happened, I was, I was doubting whether to listen to this new Ye album or not. See, you guys are all so reactionary. Are you saying Ye? It's Ye. <laughs> I, I like to say Ye because it's Yeezy, but it's Kanye. But Yeezy, eh. Yeah, that's Ye. It's Ye. That's what he's supposed to be. But and I get it, but you guys are so reactionary. It's like, man, like, it's, everything needs to be like a controversy or like politically correct. Like, it's almost so politically correct. No, but you're correct. only saying this because you're a Kanye fan. No, no, right? but like, there's other things. It's like, it's so overwhelming. Like, I get it. Like, you know, um, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, Me Too. Like, Me Too is big, right? Uh, I don't want to talk shit about that. And that, I mean, that's obviously serious. But then there's like an overcorrection, right? And now, like, everything's so reactionary. Someone says something, and it's like, oh, we have to burn these people down, right? I, obviously, like, a mag- magma, magna, whatever that fucking thing is. Magna. But mag- the, magma. The, the, what, the, what, what is that? Maga? Maga. Oh, make Maga. America. But you wore that stupid hat, but let me finish, let finish my thought. Yeah. But Kanye wasn't like, uh, he may, may like Trump or whatever, but his message was like, I like everybody. That's what it really was his message was. But everyone's like, burn Kanye down. You know what I mean? But because Kanye is a a black man from Chicago, and he's talking about he's aligning with he's Trump. He's tweeting wild black man. He's tweeting wild black. That's a fucking crime in America, right? And I mean, obviously, like people hate Trump. Yeah, but he didn't it. have a I good take. I get it. Take, I get it. Like he didn't. No, he. Yeah, it wasn't smart. It wasn't. It was interesting. But his. But my perspective is, he was just like, I love everybody. Like that's his thing. Like. But it's a very Except, rich person thing to say, isn't it? And there's yeah. people getting murdered in Chicago. But don't you see this other perspective where, like, okay, yeah, we can hate them and, like, we can just make it, like, a factional tribalism thing? Yeah. And, like, what do you get with that also? I, I do see that argument, like, hey, the way to navigate these type of conversations is not to bring people further into their circles and, like, push them further away. Yeah. I get that argument, but I think when you receive his comment, he has this huge platform, and he's putting no, that... but it just it looks like it looks like he's endorsing that. Right, what... and and he is smart enough to know what it looks like, right? I don't know about that, but yeah, he's a genius to me. But there's, you don't have to be like. But I think he's that... not like so informed in everything. You know what I mean? Just because he's a genius musically doesn't mean he's a and self-aware. To... You know what I mean? Yeah, I I really hated his his Yay album lyrically. That was and not he... like an album. That yeah, was, that was, I mean. I mean, obviously, objectively. His beats are still good on all the albums. Subjectively, subjectively, not objectively. Subjectively, to me, wasn't the strongest album, but he released fucking three other fucking compliments of Chef. I'm just, I'm just kissing, mostly, I'm just kissing mostly, this guy. Mostly beats. You're kiss, uh, kissing the ring right now. Well, because he's a producer. He's also a producer. Like, that's yeah. one part of his genius. Why is he... He's not the best rapper that's ever lived. No, because his fucking beats and his fucking... It's just mashups. Like, all the stuff he does is fucking crazy. Like, Daytona, uh, Nazir, man, fucking Kids See Ghosts. Like, that really, but he made them all like seven songs. That really, you could have kind of cut down the, some of the filler and just made like one album, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. but, but look at Drake, right? He, he releases an album. He has fucking, he has some smash hits on there, obviously. And he released some of the hits before. We didn't hear Kiki. I don't think we heard Kiki before. What was the other one we heard before, though? Uh, is uh, I'm upset. I'm upset. God's plan. God's plan. Yeah. See, I think Drake Those is great, but he Drake releases is, too early, and then they kind of destroy the album, right? I think Drake in released what, Drake released a 25 track album, and I probably liked like he always does eight that. of them. He releases fucking. I wasn't yeah. I wasn't eight, too hype on Scorpion. Either. Eight. Even eight is like a lot, but he's. I think he's one of the best 
hit makers look views. and social look media. Look at views. Look at views. How many good songs were like? There's like four songs. Views is pretty trash. Views. Views no, but trash. he released. He what? did the same thing. No, but he releases twenty songs. I uh, there's four good songs on there, and he releases the four songs like four months early, like as singles, right? Yeah. Like, uh, but that, but that is what we talk about, Drake. He's not a album what's curator. That la- what's that? What's his biggest song? He's a hit maker. I feel like the, what's his biggest song again? Uh, what's it called? Uh, right now. No, in ever. my feelings. No, ever. Uh, well, man, that, that recently on the views, I think. Oh no, no. How does it go? Was it? Not yet. You know what? His his dance. Oh, you talking about a uh, hotline bling. Hotline bling. Was that on views? You know when that hotline. But see, think about think. But about that's what he does. He releases that song, which is the fucking fire song, but it kills the album. It's too early. No, but I don't think Drake cares about the. He, I know, but why release fucking twenty songs? Like Kanye is like. Think about how many Drake hits are in like the pop culture canon. Yeah. Over the last 10 no, years. No, I'm not saying he's not a hit maker. He probably has 25, 30 songs that you know all the lines I'm to. saying his albums are just not... I think you I don't agree. Care, you don't, yeah. You don't, just don't I don't care think, about wow, that. Drake's about to hit us with some deep lyrics or some classic. No, what do you think? What do you think, Purple? What's, what's the 1999, uh, children, children of 1999 I feel like Ye and, like and Scorpion were kind of a letdown. I expected more of Scorpion especially. Yeah, Ye was I really bad. Yeah. I didn't really like it. Yeah, but I feel like Ye was what really friends? criticized because of all this uh the social media bs as well i think that brought kanye down but i feel like i expected jake's album to be a lot better than yeah was. but kanye said so much crazy shit over the years like that just really yeah. pisses me off it's just like uh really this is what it really gets you you guys didn't even like kanye to begin with it's like don't sh- just stop talking just get out of my way you I feel like if I mean? Ye's album even i feel like even if Ye's album was good it would still get a lot of criticism because people wouldn't buy who Kanye is. See, I'm just bitter. But, I'm just bitter that Taylor Swift and Drake have a bigger pop culture um, status than Kanye, and Kanye always pushes the envelope. Every even if he just makes some bad music, like when Jesus came out, not everyone loved it. If you listen to Jesus now, though, it's amazing. If you listen to 808 and Heartbreaks, like people didn't love it when it came out, but if you listen to that album now. Yep, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just doesn't have enough songs on it to I feel like change your mind. And but that's the I think that's the key point. Kanye has always said crazy shit, but now his art isn't as isn't good enough to justify this the him wiling out. Yeah, like his music has always been revolutionary, right? Eight oh eight and heartbreak was that entire sound that Drake has kind of picked up on now. Yeezus was a whole different type of rap that had never existed. Basically, that those kind of like hard rock metal beats that he was using but even so, like yeah my my dark twisted uh my beautiful yep. dark twisted fantasy his comeback oh man when he that music video they they have like um it's like 30 minutes long or whatever it kind of has like this like runaway real runaway yeah it's real it's like a long music video man if you haven't seen that music video wow i always oh, man yeah that i think music video is beautiful we'll always make excuses for people who are acting out if their art is good enough but now it's not yeah i mean i so mean he, he's I, fallen I'm, off yeah, I mean, I mean he has. Kanye two- has not fallen off. That's what, that's my whole point. Kanye is a household. Kanye is a household name. He can sell whatever he wants at whatever price he wants. He's a marketing genius, and people will buy it because Kanye is a household name. Uh no. See, but that see, that's one of the like you know like I was talking about like you know how people are like reacting really negatively with his like Trump stuff. I get it, but like people like I saw yeah I saw like articles was like Kanye is done. He's fallen off. Yeah, he's not great. No way. I'm like this motherfucker has released three other albums and produced them. And they're fucking amazing. And he's released fucking out countless albums. I was like, you you could say like Paul McCartney's falling off, whatever, right? But he's still fucking a Beatle. They fucking released the greatest album. Paul McCartney can fucking shit on a stage 
and it's fucking amazing. It'll be oh amazing. God. You know what I mean? Like, but he's Kanye, already done enough work. Kanye's had a lot of impact on the street fashion, like he always talks about. Yeah, like, no. Adidas. The jump that Adidas has had in the last five years is pretty much no. But of I'm Kanye. just talking about the music. No, I'm how much do you? But like how much do you need to do? Like Elton John. How many great albums has he released like recently? Does it I matter? I could name three songs. Yeah, I can't. I can't really name them, but I can fucking. I know what they I are. I know the melody. Yeah, yeah. But Elton John, like you think of Elton John or Sting or whatever, Sting is not the same as when he was on the fucking Police, right? Or just like releasing stuff in the eighties. Hip hop is different, right? Hip-hop, yeah. Hip hop is the. But mo- no one's the- talking about Jay Z. Jay Z's been releasing trash, fucking after trash. But we are talking about it because hip hop is always the pulse of what's going on. But Jay Z still Jay Z though. You listen to Jay Z's albums in the past. That's still Jay Z. But think about Jay Z. Jay Z had to yeah. go through a reclamation project. No, okay, but this is this is what I'm saying. Magna Carta. No, no, stop, stop, stop. This is what I'm saying. Look at Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent had great 50. early. He had great early he albums. Was. He had no, but he had early. He had some good albums, and he had a couple of them. He was not, top not just of the one, game. but not just one. But now he's washed, right? And now you kind of feel like he was always washed, right? Which kind of like I'm not gonna defend at all. But Kanye, he had. Album after album after album after album after album after album, and eventually, just like you're just Steve Jobs, <laughs> like who gives it? You already fucking, you already done it. You know what I mean? And his beats and the things he records and the, his beats are amazing. Like his Pusha T album with Daytona, I loved it. Drake, no, you are hiding a baby. This is not, but you yeah. guys, you guys don't even know what I love. My my real love is like Radiohead, Coldplay. Those like you, like Kanye would think those guys. Kanye has actually said Chris Martin's a fucking genius. He's a Coldplay singer. You guys I'm really need to get this. Again. You guys need to listen to uh, In Rainbows. If you can just do one thing for me, listen to In this Rainbows. Is Radiohead? Yeah, Radiohead. In Rainbows, man. Compliments to this chef. Speaking bro. of Kanye, do you guys hear he's going to North Korea and he's gonna meet with? No, Dennis he's not Martin? doing that. What thanks, the fuck? There's no TMZ. way he's going. To, he's not going to fucking North Korea, is he? What thanks, the fuck? Come thanks, on. TMZ. I want to hear this. Tell me about this. <laughs> you just no, say so apparently he posted. He posted a picture of Dennis Rodman, like, oh, he's such an inspiration, like being a kid from Chicago. I look up Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman went on there and said, "No, I would love to have uh, Kanye over here for a couple of days, and uh, I'd be more than happy, you know, help him." He's not over uh, there, like, he's, like Dennis he's Rodman. A hostage. Come out, come out with a new album in North Korea. I think no, no, but Dennis Rodman's not just chilling at North Korea. What the fuck? What are you talking about? Just a rumor. No, but you just said, I love you. I love to have you over here. What the fuck are you talking that's about? A, that's what Dennis Rodman said. Anyway, Dennis okay. Rodman wants to bring Kanye out to North Korea. Right. I, I think Kanye would do it. Let's uh, let's. Uh, this is enough about Kanye. So we're gonna. Fin- this is a long ass podcast. If anyone's still here, we're gonna finish this off with something we all love. Rush hour. I want to talk about the Oculus Go. No, I'm just joking. That's next podcast. Fuck the Oculus Go. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Um. So I just want to have one last topic before the end of the podcast, and we've been going for fucking almost like hour and fifty minutes. This is an explicit podcast. You can swear on this, people. HBO rules. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to or if you're old enough. <laughs> I don't think he signed my a waiver. Man, my man. <laughs> but anyways, I want to talk about Rush Hour 1 and Rush Hour 2. But boy, you weren't born when Rush Hour 2 came, uh, Rush Hour 1 came out. What, what, was the first time you, what was the first time you saw Rush Hour 1 and the first time you saw Rush Hour 2? Just lay it on us and we'll talk about our experiences with that. Man, it came out in 1998. So I, I saw it when it came out on CD and DVD. CD? Uh, I think I saw it, it when never I came like, out on CD, but fuck is the cd <laughs> the fuck is the cd what the hell 
like like so this point down it off Lime yeah, Wire. Yeah, DVD. I didn't really get the storyline at the time because I was like six or seven, but the the comedy of Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. I when loved did you it. get it though? Action, I want to know when you got it though. Like how? What year was it? Like was it like 2014? Like honestly, I mean, that's not a crazy thing. Uh, Rush Hour One, 2000, probably 2006. That's when probably you got understood it. That's when you understood it. I didn't. I did not understand. I just watched for the action. No. When did you understand thrill, it though? Comedy. When did you understand it as oh, a young well, blood? Probably. I mean, I still watch it to this day. I still remember everything. You still don't understand so probably, it? Is that you telling me? 2014, <laughs> still unpacking it. He's still unpacking it. 2015? 2014, 2015, probably. Really? That's probably so there. crazy. Because Think you about know, it now. I'm 14. Okay, so Rush Hour 1 came out in 98. I didn't watch it in theaters, but uh, when Rush Hour 2 came out, it was 2001. We all yeah. we all went to the theaters to watch it, like all of us, like Noor, Mana, all my other cousins and stuff. I, but Joel, did you go with us? No, I watched Rush Hour Two in theaters. With us? Do you remember? Okay, so we went to we watched the movie in theaters. Oh, you didn't watch it with us in theaters? I watched it in theaters though. Yeah, we watched the first opening scene. You know when they're like the bomb. No, no, it's like you know it's going over the hills. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But that that fucking film starts looping over itself, and we're like, oh no, it was already ruined. But I guess they came in and fixed it and restarted the movie. That was like, you don't remember that? You don't remember that scene? But yeah, um, man, those movies are magical to me. I saw the first one, Rush Hour, just, man, Jackie Chan. I, I love, like, Rumble in Bronx and stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, what, are the other, what are some other movies he did? Um, Basically, first of all, the only reason we love uh, Rush Hour is because it was in the house. Super Cop. Super, Super Cop. Cop. Oh, man. And Chris, Tu- Chris Tucker is my guy. Yeah. Like Money Talks, Friday. Money Talks. Man, I wish Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker is like uh, Dave Chappelle. You know, like Dave Chappelle was super hot, but he came back. You know, he obviously just came back recently and made those specials. But there was some magic. Like, no entertainer at that time to me was better than Chris Tucker. And where the hell a comedian. is he now? Now he's still rich and famous. I don't hope he. I hope he's still rich. But I wish that Chris Tucker was just more utilized. You know what I mean? Like, wasn't that like, like one of the? I think so too. I mean, that's that's, regrets, that's right? what I think about now. At least is I'm looking for him because. He's a magician with in, in in these comedies. Like, there's lines that were in Rush Hour. That Who's we, funnier than Chris Tucker? Who's funnier, like in, in the history of the world, like Eddie Murphy or like Eddie Murphy, Chris Chappelle. Rock? Like, yeah, those guys are super funny, but like none of them have ever. He's been at an that level. Movie. He's at that level, but he's not recognized at that level. What's the mo- What's the line that you go back to the most often that you quote? Come on, Lee. Come on. No. Eh. What, what am I thinking? What's the line? Cause Rush Hour One is the best. His movie. name is Lee. God damn it! No, His name is Dan, Lee. That's John Cheeto. <laughs> y- y'all see a little Asian man about this height with a steering wheel in his hand? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> God damn! I just wanted some mushu. I just wanted some mushu, man. Those movies were fucking special. Where the hell you get some C4? Dominicans can't even get this, man. <laughs> he just had a little pinky blew blow off. That's just a city block. That's that it's block was already messed, messed up. up. That block was already messed up. I'm gonna make you mayor. Yeah, man, that, those movies are fucking amazing. But what about you, Britball? Do you have any like special like lines from those movies? Cross King, Cross King. Uh, probably I would wait for your sweet and sour chicken ass. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Wipe yourself off. You did. I like man. Okay, clean yourself. Like is it clean yourself off? You did or wipe yeah. yourself off? I mean, look, looking for your sweet and sour. I don't care about you. I don't care about her. I care about the little girl. I care about the little girl. The girl don't care about you. Push the button. 
Press the button. <laughs> Man, which one's a better movie, though? Rush Hour 1 or Rush Hour 2? With your punk British ass. Which Push one's a better? Oh, Rush Hour 1. Definitely the original. That's what Rush I Hour 2. Two, 2 was really good, though. You don't jump in front of a black man in a buffet line? Oh, come on. You can do that. Cheap suits. Cheap suits. Cheap as hell? Cheap as hell. A lot of men are tasting. I like my chicken deep fried. Uh, <laughs> dead and deep pa- fried. You ever heard of Popeyes? You ever heard of Popeyes? <laughs> Come on. How about this? Now, you, now you're speaking my language. Now you're speaking my language. Uh, give me a rush hour one. <laughs> oh, the red dragon? The red dragon. Follow the rich white man. Excuse me, do you know what uh, Roscoe Chicken Waffle is? Uh, I'm a tourist. Uh, I'm a tourist. I'm not 6'1. I'm not 6'1. You put one. your own bags in the back. I'm no sky cab. And what's the line? That is the line. You put your own bags in the back. Oh, man. Uh, I'm not Carl Lewis. They're brothers. That's the second movie. I ain't no conflict. Those movies are equally as good. That's like Godfather 1 and 2 to what me. What do you want me to do? Take his ass to Panda Express? <laughs> <laughs> man, those movies are so good. Anyways, I hope you guys had fun listening to our episode. It was a lot of basketball. I promise, I promise there'll be more pop culture and... Uh, tech next week we had talked about no tech you guys don't understand tech we didn't have tech about tech it's okay but we'll see you next week uh how can i find you guys on twitter and instagram do you guys want to be found oh, Jolt? We, oh we want to be found plug our instagram at jagajoth j-a-g-g-a-j-o-t-h say that again Jolt. that's a lot at jagajoth j-a-g-g-a-joth perfect Prithball? and find me on instagram i am Prithball buller and on twitter Ritball Buller 8 for more basketball talks. How do you spell your I'm name, not... fucking Ritball? Come on. P-R-I-T-P-A-L Buller 8 yeah. for my Twitter. Awesome. On Instagram, I am Ritball Buller. You, you are next time. You are Ritball. You are indeed. All right, indeed. Let, me, let me plug myself. I'm Ricky Buller, R-I-C-K-Y-B-H-U-L-L-A-R at Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Ricky. Yes. Anyways, this is the show. This is a train wreck at the end, but this is good. Football, you have anything else to say? Facebook is dead. No, you're dead. You're dead. All right, bye. Cut, cut his mic. <laughs>